This week in PlayStation, we're talking about Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake, Spider-Man 2, and everything that just happened at the PlayStation Showcase. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Andy Cortez. That's Mike Howard. That's Blessing at AOEA. That's Tim Geddes. And I'm Greg Miller. Of course, you can get this show, P.S. I Love You, XOXO, each and every week over on Patreon.com slash Funny. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get dozens of monthly episodes that are only available there. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code KINDAFUNNY. You get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the exclusive content on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Go to amazon.com slash summergamefest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and RTX, but let's start with a PSN message from you. Of course, every episode of the PSI Love You XOXO show starts with a PSN message pulled from kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. And the one today is pretty simple. Of course, maybe you're listening later. Maybe you're watching later. But what's happening right now for us five devilishly handsome, good-looking men, is the fact that we have just watched the PlayStation Showcase. In the chat right now, where so many new best friends are watching us on Twitch and YouTube live for free, just for this one time because of the post-show stuff, they're all clamoring and wanting to know what we thought of this thing. We are going to go through every announcement, every game, every tease, everything, every thought in our heads. But for now, for the PSN message, I am going to ask you gentlemen to give me your review. Just your numbers. If you want, Mike, I know you like more information. The number, give me 30 the numbers. seconds tops oh, as okay. to why you said that if you want. And we'll get into the rest of it. You're going to give the review ranking as well for everybody of if they're course. new here? Please and I thank swear you. to God, Please Mike. And thank you. I don't know if you know this motherfucker. Right? You learned how to host by watching me. <laughs> I did. So I don't think you're going to come in here in your flannel and flip it around on me today, all right? Hey. Looking like Clark Kent in Smallville. Flip I'm it. having it. Flip it. Flip if you flip are it. new around here, kind of funny, does have a review scale. It's a five-point scale. It's patented. Of course, a five out of five is amazing. A four out of five is great. A three out of five is okay. A two out of five is bad. And a one out of five is terrible. Timothy, Robert, Gettys, on the kind of funny five-point scale, what do you give the PlayStation Showcase from May 24th, 2023? Thank, thank you very much for starting with me, Greg. I will say, first off, supremely disappointed in this showcase. Um, the amount of questions not answered, I am pretty damn surprised by. Having said that, I still think the quality is there, giving this a three out of five. It's okay. okay, okay. It's not bad by any means. I feel like I'm more upset by what wasn't there than what was there. Um, Spider-Man 2 looked awesome, but we kind of expected it. Not getting a release date, definitely a bummer on that one. Uh, not getting Final Fantasy 16 demo today, very surprised about that. Uh, but getting a couple of things like the follow-up to Journey and uh, smaller titles like that, seeing Snake Eater, all that, real big fan of it. But all those were expected. Um, I'm surprised by how many things I expected that weren't here. If I don't, if you allow me to chime in, mm -hmm. one of the things, if you're new around here, you might not know when we do a post show live is, of course, in our industry, uh, the announcements come live on these streams, then are followed up by press releases, blog posts, emails. Uh, one of the things I'll be, I'll be conveying things that I get in my inbox, let alone across the internet, 
but keep me honest chat and shout out it as goes i'd like to drop this in the close from the playstation blog post about spider-man 2 there's no combination of words that can wholly convey how excited we are to finally show you marvel spider-man 2 after all this time we're excited to give you the first ever glimpse at what we've been working on all these years and we hope you're as thrilled as we are we know you have been patiently awaiting more information about the game including when you will be playing it at home while we can't confirm a date today we are on track for fall 2023 and hope to be able to share a final release date soon period just a little bit of piggybacking off of that but blessing on the kind of funny five point scale what do you give playstation's 2023 showcase i'm also giving it a three out of five i think the big thing for me is if you would ask me if we were to ever get a playstation showcase that wouldn't have a big new single player playstation studios game i would say you're crazy like that would never happen we just got that playstation studio showcase and i think that showed right and the thing is what i've been asking for out of a playstation showcase would be for them to start talking about their live service and their multiplayer stuff that they've been talking about over the last few years and that's what they did today the thing that bums me out about it is that even though I look at these games and I'm like, oh, these games sound like they're going to be good. You're talking about Marathon from Bungie. We're talking about the, the Firewalk Studio uh, game, Concord, that we only got um, the branding for. We didn't see much of the, the gameplay there. And then we're talking about the Haven Studios game and uh, a game like Helldivers 2. Even though I think those games are all going to come out and be great, I don't think those trailers really did those games justice in terms of getting us excited in the way that we get excited for a Spider-Man 2 reveal or Wolverine reveal. And so I think without those big playstation studios reveals that were all like damn i'm gonna think about that trailer for the next few years yeah I'll, i i think that was a big swing and a miss uh but this this showcase still did have a lot of substance when we're talking about stuff that is new that's exciting and then stuff that we didn't expect like phantom blade zero and so i still gotta g- get, give it credit for that uh, and so overall i'm gonna give it a three out of five okay snow like mike the host of the kind of funny x cast yeah what do you give the showcase uh greg miller this was a showcase that was carried by Spider-Man. Unfortunately, this is pretty disappointing coming out of Sony, which is number one in the video game world as we all look forward, especially leading into the summer showcase season, especially waiting for a PlayStation showcase, right? Not a state of play. You expect the big bangers. And I am wowed that we didn't get those touchstones from Sony that we're so used to that really carry the torch from the Uncharted, the last of us, right? Those big wowing games that go, yeah, that's why I'm here, right? We had a struggling start to this showcase that we'll talk about. Kind of found its footing in the middle, but then kind of lackluster towards the end. There were some nice peppers and sprays in there, but really, without Spider-Man, this was going to be a bad one. But I am going to give this a three out of five. Okay, right? This is not a good, great, this is a fine summer showcase that just kind of went on. We won't be talking about this anytime soon. Andy, Nitro Rifle Cortez, you've stopped playing PC games to come here and talk to us. What would you score this one? I sure did. (laughs) Um, You know, I would give this a four out of five if it was a state of play, but it's a goddamn showcase, and the big guns didn't really show up. I'm going to give this a two out of five. Okay. I think that, yeah, I think that, like, uh, it would be worse if Spider-Man didn't show up. Yeah. I think it may have been better if we didn't see a lot of titles that maybe aren't going to knock the doors off in, <laughs> anywhere. You know, like sure. there were a lot of titles. Heavy hitters. You want to see? There were a lot of titles in the middle that, like, I feel like we could have just taken away. And it kind of reminds me of sometimes when we watch. Um, could you be Gun- talking about Cat Quest? It, yeah, exactly. It kind of reminds me of sometimes when we watch <laughs> when we watch Summer Games Fest or like some Achilles stuff, where it's like this would have been a perfect thing if you took out some of the fluff in the middle. Sure. Um, I yeah, I think that. Like, I'd be a lot more down on this, like Mike was saying, if Spider-Man didn't show up. But 
I, you know, I popped for Ghost Runner 2. I popped for... Great um, games in here. Uh, and again, the things that we did see, Snake Eater 3, or, or, or Snake Eater not getting any sort of gameplay, is, like, supremely disappointing. I was hoping to see something from Sucker Punch, something from Naughty Dog, and the fact that, like, the big names didn't show up today is really surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, we're all right in the same vein, depending on no matter where your score is. I think I echo everything you guys have said. Uh, for me, I think I, I personally, I mean, this is a PlayStation showcase. This was the chance to set the, the stage for what the next phase of the PlayStation 5's life cycle would be uh, to really show what PlayStation is doing with all these first party studios and all the investments they're making. Of course, their partnerships are a big part of that. But you, we keep talking about, oh, PlayStation showcase, it would have been fine if it was a state of play or this, that or the other. It wasn't a state of play. This was a PlayStation showcase. This was supposed to be the kickoff to Summer Game Fest and this huge thing. And I really feel that this is a two out of five. I am leaving this not, holy shit, did you see this? Did you see that? Ba, 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 ba. Like, it's like Metal Gear and Spider-Man. And even for, you know, thank God they went further. You're every, we keep saying it would be bad. It would have been really bad without Spider-Man, of course. But when they got to the end of the Craven thing in the jungle, I was like, please don't end here. Yeah. I was like, please yeah. don't tell me you're about to end and give us a date and move on. Like, thank God they went into it and they showed gameplay and did all that. But all Went that on a little said, bit too long as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that said, it's still for me is one that I'm like, oh man, like you didn't get all of this. I feel like, you know, the stage was set in prime for you to come in and blow the doors off. Really be like, we are PlayStation. This is what we do. This is what it is. I am beyond, no pun intended, shocked that we did not get Last of Us Factions in any shape or form. Even if it, it's crazy I mean, to me, I think it should have been here no matter what. I saw, of course, when it didn't, when we were wrapping up the chat debating this, of course, like, well, it did premiere at Summer Game Fest. Maybe they'll do something there. Maybe, but again, I'm talking about making an ironclad PlayStation showcase where from start to finish you are enraptured and you are getting what you want. Even starting with Haven, I was like, not that I, I'm anything against the Haven game, it was a, oh, interesting choice. Like, I thought you would have started with one of your tentpole AAAs, whether it be Metal Gear, whether it be Spider-Man, whether it be Last of Us. And then I would have done three. I think you needed three there. I think you needed to start with one of them, put one in the middle, and put one at the end. And we kind of got that with where they put Metal Gear and where they put Spider-Man. But it wasn't enough, as we're saying. You look through this list of games that it was here, and I'm not knocking these games. All these games look good. I'm not saying any of them are bad. But in terms of a, a pacing thing, right, of like, Talos Principle 2, uh, Gree, the Greed Devs number two game, right? Never. Uh, Cat Quest, you know, then it was like Plucky Squire, okay. You know, Teardown's coming over. That's interesting. Snake Eater, and you go into these whole things. And it it just is one that I'm like, one of the, I think, key phrases we keep saying is disappointed. Yeah, I am yeah. disappointed in this. And granted, is it the usual, oh, well, you hyped yourself up, you did all these things. Yeah, it is. We're supposed but to feel no. that way. Also, like, <laughs> totally what the disagree. fuck are you going to talk about the last of us multiplayer game? Why not do it here? Why not be PlayStation Studio logo, PlayStation Studio logo, PlayStation Studio logo? Tell us all these things that are happening and give stuff. And Blue point, where are you? Like, I yeah. was, you know, again, utterly shocked. And I, I, I've gone on. I've, I've broken my own 30-second rule. I'll get into the topic of the show here in a second. But, like, when it was, here's the tra trailer for Gran Turismo. Oh, okay, cool. We're going to see that again. Then we're going to get to some games. <laughs> Ryan pops up. All right, we're done. Oh, no. Yeah. One more game. It's a couple announcements. I digress. Let's move on, Barrett, to topic of the show. <laughs> of course, topic of the show is the actual rundown of the PlayStation Showcase. By my count, I have on here 37 announcements and or games that's including Gran Turismo trailer it's giving the Metal Gear Legacy Collection Volume 1 its own spot along with the Project Q and earbuds so a little bit less from there Timothy mm -hmm. 
I enjoy having you on this show. Me too. Would you like me to run through all of them, you think? Or do you want to go one by one and talk a little bit about what we saw there and what it was? Uh, I, I say we go one by one. Sounds good. Number one, the show starts with Haven's game. That's right. Jade Raymond's game that we've heard a lot about. Stuff's going on. You're watching the trailer. Okay. It's got this anonymous vibe. It's got this, uh, what's the one with Natalie Portman and the masks. I'm always seeing about v the kids. For Vendetta. V for Vendetta. It's got a watchdogs vibe. Yeah. And then of course it pops up. It's called fair games. Uh, as this went going, of course, live services on the tip of everyone's tongue, multiplayer stuff. So just today, second, of course, on games daily today, blessing. And I were talking about PlayStation talking about, you know, what was it by, by 2026, 60% of their development budget is going to live service. And so here you go. This is clearly going to be one of them, right? As we went through and saw this, I want to jump to Mike. You, of course, Mr. Multiplayer, you run the yep, stream yep. team for kind of funny streaming each and every day. Uh, what did you think of Haven's game here? Fair games. And before you even do that, it's worth pointing out. I put a poll in chat. Chat said with 48% of the vote, they'd give it a three out of five. 42% uh, of the vote said two out of five. Solid right there. Uh, yeah. This is one, of course, we are chasing the trends of multiplayer games and live service games being the hot thing right now and getting the most bang for your buck out of your players. And it is a flashy trailer, right? We did not see any gameplay. We do not know what the gameplay will actually consist of, match to match, moment to moment. But when we talk about catchy, eye-catching trailers, they knocked it out of the park, right? This sure. game is going to catch your eyes. There's some really cool moments in there that you go, oh, wow, is that what it's going to be like gameplay where... Blessing picks up a piece of glass and now uses it as the Captain Sh Captain America shield. Are we really going to go up an elevator together, me and Andy, and have a shield through lasers? Like, there were some cool eye-catching moments. The issue is, of course, we are now chasing trends, and we see it all over this multiplayer landscape, whether it be the finals, whether it be anything new coming in. You need to make a big splash. And, yes, you have the Sony backing. You have... Haven Studios with their first game. This is exciting stuff, but the gameplay has to land, and you have to be somehow unique amongst the, the mold of everything else. So I, I'm interested, but I don't know if this is going to have the, the juice. Would you like to know said. a little bit more, Michael? Lay it on me. Let me go over to the PlayStation blog where... Matteo Leduc, uh, creative director at Haven Studios, writes, Introducing Fair Games, a competitive heist experience coming to PS5 and PC. The team and I are super excited to finally unveil the project we've been working on here at Haven. Our first new IP, Fair Games, is a fresh, modern take on the heist genre. In a nutshell, this is a thrilling, competitive heist game where you join an underground movement to rob the ultra-rich and rebalance the scare the scales. Scares me. Uh, I've always been passionate about new IPs, this, that, and the other. We found it with the goal-making. Uh, as huge fans of competitive multiplayer experiences, Fair Games came from a desire to create a new type of PvP game uh, with emergent sandbox gameplay. We want to deliver a fresh multiplayer experience that rewards creativity and mastery and delivers surprising stories each and every time you play. Uh, each and every team. Fair game. Can you have a sandbox yeah. game without it being emergent? I feel like it has to. Moments of moments have to follow each other. gameplay. Like, yeah. you know, we talk about the finals, me and Andy. This is a game that's probably very comparable to what this team is and making And if I can right stop now. you real quick, I'm not familiar with the finals. What so is the finals? The finals is coming from ex-Battlefield devs, right? So they're going to have a lot of destructible environments. Your goal is to go and heist a certain area, which essentially is just a mobile um, hard point where you're going to run to a bank. You're going to to stand there at the bank, wait for it to open up. You're going to then grab the money. You're going to go over to another area, stand there as you deposit that money. Very right? flashy trailer, gorgeous mm -hmm. visuals. Um, I'm extremely worried about this 60% of the budget going towards live service games. And I, Once again, we know live service games doesn't just mean 
team multiplayers and, sure. and things like that. But I think the fact that you know that the Last of Us multiplayer game is coming out in the next, who knows when, a year and a half, two years now. Um, at the very, very bottom of the list, I'm looking down, and I know we'll get to it soon, but it, I think it's you know, kind of on topic right here, is that Marathon by Bungie is also sure. on the horizon somewhere. And I think we've seen so many of these games come and go, and they come out with a lot of hype, and there's, you know, hey, uh, watch this streamer to get the stream key and to get into the game, and this the game is the most popular thing for two and a half weeks, and then we see them eventually die out because the heavy hitters are still always going to be the heavy hitters. Call of Duty, Apex, Overwatch, Valorant, CS, like all those games are just massively popular. And it's really hard to pull people away from those games permanently. I think making an effort to have all these studios go into the multiplayer space is just going to splinter what mm. multiplayer audience you would have had anyway, which is going to be tough to do as it is. And the fact that you're going to have multiple approaches, uh, and, and yeah, I just, I think it's like a really bad idea on their part. And like, I think this game looks cool as shit. I think the trailer looked cool. Again, we didn't see any gameplay, but it's kind of speaking to me when it comes to visuals and like when I just make jokes about the fonts that they're using, like, God, great visuals on this trailer. But you could say that for a lot of other games that well, come and go. One of the things I love we were talking about, you know, what is a multiplayer game that isn't emergent or isn't the players mm -hmm. are part of the story over on the PlayStation blog talking about Marathon, right? With Marathon, one of the areas that is a big focus for us is our player-based storytelling. The original Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the terminals. Yeah, Chat yeah. GPT made up, wrote all of these. Marathon is, <laughs> Marathon is designed from the start as a PvP-focused game and won't have a single-player campaign. Instead, with the PvP experience as our foundation, we're creating opportunities for player-driven stories to unfold stories that are integrated with the overarching game narrative we're building a world full of persistent evolving zones where players create their own journey with every run they take that might mean an unforgettable firefight against another crew vying for the same loot or a last second extraction while uh, beset on all sides this feels like 2010 yeah. in the way that they're talking Everybody's it feels like multiplayer just came into fruition and they're trying <laughs> to take advantage of it Man. and in you know, it kind of is just coming into fruition for this current version of what PlayStation is. And I think that's what we're saying. I think that's the thing that worries me when we're talking about the 60% of our development budget going into, into multiplayer and us having high expectations for that. PlayStation Studios right now, for where we're at with it, are tone setters. When we're talking about those big single-player action games, yeah. when you're talking about God of War, Horizon, um, Naughty Dog, etc., these are the games that have been setting the tone in terms of what you can expect out of prestige uh, uh, single-player action games, narrative storytelling, and that's what has made PlayStation Studios so special. Seeing these reveals for Haven Studios' game, Fair Game, and then also for uh, Marathon, I think the thing that strikes me, going back to my original point of um, how I feel about the showcase, is the fact that these don't feel like PlayStation Studios games in terms of how they compete with their contemporaries. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, Call of Duty is here. Fortnite is here. And even when we're talking about games that look like this. Oh, I forgot about Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> big title. That's a big title. But the finals is here. Rogue Company is here. That's another one that I look at Came this and game, went. and I'm like, this feels like it's more in the sphere of a Rogue Company, which is a game that is really fun. I like Rogue, Com Rogue Company. No, I but, mean, look, this is I was not trying to talk shit about any of the other games. I think there's a lot of fun multiplayer games out there that just lose the hype and lose the interest yeah. and lose the player base well, me, how many, me how mike and nick played a fucking multiplayer game the other day and we checked on steam with you only three people playing <laughs> that's my thing right it's like how many yeah. how many of these multiplayer games can exist and keep an audience right. going? tim sorry i just playstation studios like at this point we don't believe you 
Like, we know you got the stuff when it comes to the, what we expect PlayStation Studios to mean. Plus, has been talking about this for years at this point of, like, these games of service, live service, multiplayer games, the suite that they're going to come out with and everything. And th I'm surprised at how many we saw today. Yeah. But I'm also surprised at how, what we saw of those things and how none of that stood out as, like, oh, these are PlayStation Studios. There's something about this. And I think it's because there's not that ground level of, like, oh, well, they've proven they've done it with Last of Us and Uncharted and God of War and yeah. this and this yeah. and this. Yeah. We look at these and I'm like, until we see factions and until I believe that Bungie being involved with them and helping with, you know, the Destiny multiplayer, that stuff being embedded and imbued into these other projects, I, I look at this and I'm like, I don't believe that, that, that that's going to last more than six months. Fair games could, like, you take away the title cards so we know developer and publisher, you could have told me that was a Ubisoft game. 100%. Yeah, you told me that was an EA that, game. That's like, the thing okay. that surprised me about Last of Us not being here is could that... Have been the, it could have been the tone setter, the trend Last setter. of Us this would have been the tone doing. setter. Last, with the games that we got here... This didn't feel confident as they needed to be. I think last list would have been the thing where it's, hey, we are doing this push. They don't even need to come out and literally say it. I know in our fake presentations that we've been doing on the show, yeah. we've been you know, having fun with it. And like in my theory, it is, hey, let's come out. And as Jim Ryan or Herman Holst, you come out and say, hey, we have these multiplayer games that we're working on. This is what they look like. And you sit and you do the demos and you really display what that is. And you get people excited about that with a last of us taking the charge or a really good Bungie looking, or a really good looking game from Bungie taking the charge, right? Not yeah. taking away from Marathon. But yeah, of course. I think if you had gameplay there that was backing it up, that was confident going, hey, this is fun. Look how dope this game is. That isn't just cinematic trailers and hype on all that stuff. Because we see through that. Like that doesn't really work on us anymore for an for an IP that we don't know about or an IP that's that's newish. I know Marathon's old, but you get where I'm going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for something that's multiplayer that we've seen a, a hundred times, you really got to come out and demonstrate. And Last of Us would be such a great leading foot of that of, hey, we know you love Last of Us. Let's sit down for seven minutes and show you Last of Us' multiplayer game and really show you why you care about this thing. And also, here's some other games that we're working on of this ilk that are coming from Bungie, Haven, etc., Firewalk and really make that argument they just did not make the argument here and right now i think a lot of people are just like well why should i be excited about this exactly yeah. and even then well, Tim had his hand just up. real quick just showing gameplay i don't even think is the answer like sure we're complaining that it was just cg stuff but then seeing helldivers 2 we got we saw gameplay there and it's like helldivers 2 is exciting for what it is mm -hmm. but like i feel like it's in line with the with fair games and like that type of more multiplayer based games but just seeing gameplay, it's uh, like... Tim, I'll have you know, their blog post, they don't mention story-driven anything. It's just emerging. go beat up the fucking bugs, yeah. and I'm like, I'm in! Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like that... It, bless, you're so right. Like, we needed this, like, un foundational understanding of, like, this is how PlayStation Studios is looking at live service and multiplayer, yeah. and here's how it could work for our biggest IP ever, and here's how that's going to help affect all these other things. So we look at it, and we can wrap our head around understanding it. I look at this, and I'm like, I just don't believe you. I believe that it's going to come and go and not be... Not move the needle in the way it has to. Mike. For these guys, I think the fans. I mean, of course, Bungie's the one team that we can bet on out of all of these games. We just saw that sure. it's going to deliver a good multiplayer game. This marathon well, game I mean, will be solid. But yeah. when we look at, like, Haven, right, you bring in a new IP, and now the question marks come up for blessing in the audience, right? Should they have leaned into a SOCOM, a resistance, a kill zone, and said, hey, you know what this is. We can do this, and we're going to now double down on multiplayer. I think they should have leaned into the IPs we'd known and made that happen instead of sure. now we have a big question mark of what the heck is this, right? This is every single game we've seen in the past three years. Yeah, yeah. it also reminds me of that one you were talking about, Hyenas, Hyenas. or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Look, if Sony has the money to pay for all of this shit and isn't super concerned with what it's going to cost down the line, more power to them. We know they have, we know they sell a shitload of PS5s. They sell a shitload of software. 
they have the money to kind of make these things. The only reason why I'm so hesitant about all of this push towards multiplayer is we've seen this story before, and there's going to be a blog post a year and a half from now about this studio shutting down layoffs because that game didn't work. And it's like, well, that's, that's a misallocation of resources, and that's like bad direction and producing, thinking that, oh, this is where all the money's going to be, and then eventually just leads to layoffs and people are pissed off, you know? Let's move on. We just showed it there and talked a little bit about it there. Number two, the second game shown was Helldivers 2. Uh, Long-awaited title from Arrowhead. I, of course, marked out because they put the PlayStation Studios logo up front, which, of course, makes sense, but through me, thinking it was going to be a first-party first-party, not a second-party acting as a first-party on a game and IP that PlayStation owns. Uh, super excited for it. Uh, two, uh, 2020. Oh, I'm fucking grandpa talking about years. <laughs> 2023 on PlayStation 5 and PC. So this year, PlayStation 5 and PC. There's a blog post up, but it's not shedding too much new. It's, you know... This is he- a new perspective, Hell right? Divers. Yeah, yeah, you were... It used to be top-down. Yeah, you were a little bit more. And they talked about tweaking the camera for this, but, like, that. Lo- this right there looks to be the real perspective you're getting which is just which i'm all about i i want to say in our remember blank episode about helldivers we talked a bit about i think that might have been our first episode of remember blank mm. um okay. but we Patreon. talked about what that looks like in terms of them bringing back a helldivers and i'm pretty sure one of the ideas we, we brought up was what if it was more of a third person action like bringing the camera down closer because it reminds me of the shift from risk of rain one to risk of rain two or even the shift that we saw how smart go from from the arcade style yeah. games to then making returnal i think that's a very strong shift for them i think that's going to bring more people in and it's going to allow more people to even appreciate helldivers even more i think the perspectives a great uh, shift on it i think the tra- the the tone of the trailer uh you know whether the humor hit or not for Fun. you yeah making it a bit of lighthearted, calling you cannon fodder so you understand how you're going to die a lot in this game and then I, my two things would be adjust the difficulty just a bit because helldivers was extremely hard which i appreciated but i think it'd be a turn off to people and then make it a playstation plus game when it do- drops yeah day and day playstation plus give that thing an audience i think you'd see a lot of movement on it this is not one of those that i include in the other multiplayer sort of like i know we were yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like well, Helldivers 2 looks cool, but I, I, I'd i put that more in like the, the, the Outriders sort of thing. You play the story, yep. you enjoy it. Yep. You don't need a constant uh, player base to kind of keep the game working. You just kind of play co-op with friends, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we bring up that multiplayer shooter because there was Haven's Fair Plays, right? You had Marathon, but also we got slid in there with Foam Stars, and we were like, oh. okay, well, that's a, that's a game that's just going to quickly die. So, yeah, we had a lot of those. Uh, the third game we had on this list came from Ascendant Studios, Immortals of Avium. Not a new game, a game we've seen before. Mike, you actually got to go preview it. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out July 20th, you did a hands-off preview, Mike. You said writing didn't work for you, but the gameplay was good enough. Yeah, gameplay is from ex-Call of Duty devs that wanted to make you into a battle, battle mage. I really fear that the story and the writing are going to lead to a lot of cheesy lines. And unfortunately, I don't think people will really fall in love with this world okay. like they wanted to. But I think the gameplay will speak for itself if you're into that first-person shooter and you thought, man, I'd like to be a medieval battle mage would be cool, right? But okay. other than that, I, I don't have much belief in this one. EA original here. Yep. Important to note, there's no EA play this year. So if mm-hmm. EA is going to have games, they will have to show up at other people's showcases. Sure. I'm surprised to see any here on PlayStation. I expected more Summer Game Fest type stuff, but it looks fine. It looks it, it looks fun enough. I, I think it has a... I enjoy the sort of stretch of trying to do something different with the first-person shooter genre, and it, it still really is just kind of reskinned guns in a way, but I think it looks fine enough. I think the visuals look neat, and... Uh, um, I mean, I, I like first-person shooter campaigns. I like clicking heads, you know, with the little mouse. Is it PC? No, Give we're, me the talking fuck about, out. we're talking about PlayStation. Um, I mean, Immortal Zane probably is. Yeah. Uh, you're probably right, yeah. Really quick, this is where I'd like to put the pin on, like, the opening, right? Because now we've gone three games in, and here for me, I said, ooh, man, this is a 
interesting and tough opening. This is not how I expected them to come out. I know we got a little pop for Helldivers, but in all honesty, but that's a, that's these first that, three yeah, no, no, was no, like, oh, you. man, this is how you're leading off this summer showcase right now. Not any big Sony like flagship titles. Interesting choice. Wrong choice at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that too. I don't Me think it, I don't think it set a good pace. Uh, other than it could only go up, you could only get bigger titles. You could only <laughs> get stuff from there. Uh, from there, we went to our fourth game, which did get a pop in goosebumps. I think from 180 Cortez. Game of the show, Ghost Runner Ghost two. Runner I mean, two. but again, this is like the hell divers thing with Greg. Like, I got excited for this game. I am super stoked for Ghost Runner two. I love the shit out of Ghost Runner one. But this is something I expect to see at the uh, Summer Game Fest PC show, PC gaming Honestly, show. Yeah. Or at one of those kind of random showcases, um, as much as I love it, this is just not something that I, uh, like, if you're going to include this in your PlayStation showcase, that, that that's where we talk about the beginning of this reaction. It's like, well, I expect more first, first parties along with titles of this ilk. I think this is where the tone of the showcase started. I feel like, oh, maybe this, this feels like it's closer to a state of play this than seems a PlayStation like a state showcase. Of play. This is the kind of thing you would see there. Yeah. The thing is, like, showcases have these games, too. And I'd rather them be Ghost Runner 2 than the same game I've seen a bazillion times. No, they times, do, but they have know? the first parties. But they also yeah. have the first yeah, parties. Like, the and exactly. Thing. Like, that, that is where the, the letdown comes. But I just feel like, unfortunately, with these showcases, there's always going to be the, the Puss in Boots, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> you know? uh, there's no getting around that. Even a 5 out of 5 showcase is going to have that bullshit. Hitting the city or you need... You need to bring the heat otherwise to be able to get the score higher. Bursting with new powers, upgradable abilities, traversal mechanics, and expanded narrative, deeper world building, and devilish new enemies. Ghost Runner 2 is the ultimate power fantasy. Ghost Runner 1 didn't have a motorcycle. Every kill will be right? earned. No. Okay. It didn't have that a motorcycle. Cool tell. It didn't have a motorcycle. It looked super mm. cool. Adapt to and master the gameplay as only a cyber ninja would. Be under no illusion, blood will run. Accompanied by a killer synthwave soundtrack, Ghost Runner so 2 is released later in 2023 for Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox. That Hell soundtrack yeah. is disgusting. You feel like you have grime on you after you listen to that soundtrack. But yeah, Ghost Runner kicks ass. I am very, very much looking forward to that. If you haven't played Part 1, do yourselves a favor and do so, because I know they came out with the PS5 version uh, about a year ago, maybe at this point, and so that helped the game run better there because I know it was having trouble on PS4. Our fifth game, what would you do if you had 66 days to live? Blessing. It was Phantom Blade Zero making its debut, coming to PlayStation 5, and starting off with us like, okay, okay, and then the combat kicked in. All of us were like, whoa, wait, it was a that one fucking kick, that one, yeah, like punch and kick at yeah. the same time. I'm I'm pretty stoked on this one. This is one of those like, there's so many games that look like this where we watch them and like, hey, what is this? Is it another Soulsborne type it, thing? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on here? Getting a little bit more actiony vibes here, and like for me, I'm hoping that this is a, a a pretty like short experience like 15 hours max like Same. have set pieces have it be more of a jedi survivor uncharted type experience like this could be really damn cool it looks beautiful and i love the style i love the enemy variety of them all having like different robotic weapons and stuff like this looks dope yeah this, this is when i want to look more into because fan as we saw the the uh developer pop up s game i immediately googled because i was like what who are they what do they do and they've put out previous phantom blades in the past on mobile around right? mobile and pc and so this is a IP that's existed already, but it seems like this is the transition they're making a console. And I'm with you that this trailer looks incredible. The one thing is, I, I want my I want my hands on the controller. I want to sure. know how, like what are the button inputs for this? What am I doing? Because a lot of these animations look almost too fluid. It looks almost too good, and I want to know what that means. I want to know if that is QTEs or a dodge button or like an action button or what does that look like when I'm actually when I actually have my hands on the controller? Is it gonna feel like I'm in control of the combat? Because man, if they're able to achieve that, then this thing could be really special. Yeah, I was worried it was 
I'm glad it ended up looking as good as it did because I was worried it might be a little bit of fool's gold that we see whenever yeah. somebody says, oh, dude, you should watch this new trailer from this game. And you look at it, it's like, wow, this looks incredible. And the character moves and you go, oh, never mind. Oh, it's a team of two people? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. It's not going to be too great. Like, this ended up really surprising me in what Tim was mentioning earlier. Like, it looks like just here's going to be a lot of tough Souls-like bosses. You're going to have trouble with it. You're going to get better at the combat. But then we saw those set pieces of being on the truck and kind of these scripted moments that looked more like more like what we see with Naughty Dog games or like God of War and stuff like that. So I think it looks I think it looks pretty pretty awesome. In Phantom Blade Zero, you play as Soul, an elite assassin serving the elusive but powerful organization known simply as the Order. Soul is framed for the murder of the Order's patriarch, gravely injured in the ensuing manhunt, and though his life is saved by a mystic healer, the makeshift cure will only last sixty six days. Now he must fight against powerful foes and inhuman monstrosities, all while seeking out the mastermind behind it all before his time runs out. That's a great premise. I love that premise right off the bat, right? I'm reading, of course, from the PlayStation blog here, of course, uh, where I have the founder and the CEO of S Game talking about this and what's going on, right? Uh, uh, Blade Zero uh, unfolds in a semi-open world consisting of multiple large maps filled with diverse, I'm sorry, you know, diverse handcrafted activities. Uh, the world of Phantom Blade Zero is bleak and punishing, a constant reminder to never let your guard down. Having a decade of mobile development under our belts, we've learned to simplify control inputs for touchscreens, giving players ways to execute elaborate moves without mindless button mashing. We've taken these lessons and applied them to the action gameplay with a controller. We're honored to have Mr. Uh, Kenji uh, Tanigaki as our action director, the fight choreographer master behind many of the classic martial art films that inspired us. So uh, for Phantom Blade Zero, uh, he physically demonstrated each move in the game to be scanned by a camera matrix. That looks, that's awesome. The data was then used as reference material for animators and artists. So fun thing that Barry just brought up, Xbox just tweeted out an image of games coming to Xbox uh, that are all games that showed up on the showcase. Uh, nice. Games like Immortals, A little Marathon, tit for tat there. That's and a little Metal Gear. Oh, Marathon. Right oh, yeah, Metal Gear is, is coming to Xbox. Oh, yeah, of course. Marathon. Marathon, I'm a little surprised I thought about. Marathon yeah. would have been an exclusive. And so, yeah. yeah, I wonder I mean, where that... Bungie's, all, Bungie's talked about since their acquisition that they're still going to make games for other platforms. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I assume that meant that I Destiny... Just, yeah, I thought that was just <laughs> them saying, like, yeah, Destiny would just be the only one. Thank God they got Cat, cat Quest. Exactly. Uh, your sixth game on the list Mike, here. you got some games to talk about. Well, I mean, they got Metal Gear. They got Dragon's Dogma. They got Ghost Runner, right? Like, Alan Way 2. They, these are games you expected, but this is also one of those coming out. Perfectly timed tweet from Xbox and saying, hey, we still have those games, right? We've had a tough time over on the Xbox side since the Phil Spencer interview, since Redfall. Now you come into this like, oh, yeah, you got to say this right now mm -hmm. and make sure people know. Hey, these games are coming over here. Yeah, third-party yeah. games, they're coming to Xbox. They go Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy 16. It's looking real good. Real good over there on Xbox. <laughs> Shout out to the graphic design team at Xbox who already had this template made by the time the showcase was happening, and they were adding in the oh, games they, they to it, it, it as yeah, the showcase yeah, yeah. was going. This, that's Keeley tweeting out after uh, E3 tweeting yep, something. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, your sixth game was from Giant Squid. It was Sword of the Sea. Uh, this is coming to PlayStation 5. This, of course, is the one you were like, is this Journey? And that popped up. It's like from the designer of Journey and Abzu and all these things. You're like, oh, okay, cool. And you skate on a sword, Tim. Let's I'm go. so stoked on this, man. This is, I, I love Journey so much. One of my favorite games. I love skateboarding games. I love cool things like this, visual style stuff. Really high on this one. I hope that it's good. Haven't loved all of the, the follow games. Abzu and things like that weren't really for me. 
but like, are you kidding me? There's a freaking half. Pipe. <laughs> yeah. Do need to correct myself. I was I was fucking with you, Mike. Street Fighter Six. I'm, I'm stuck. I, I I'm stuck on that chat, Street Fighter Five shit. I saw the chat got you. <laughs> and I wanted you to know I was smiling. I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, this looks super damn awesome. That was definitely a big surprise. Uh, I wish it was Journey Two. That doesn't make sense, but I'll take this. Like yeah, of course, this is just the game. designer. You know, the this art. is a giant squid yeah, yeah, yeah. who like, has yeah. people that did work on, on Journey. Mm -hmm. And they yeah. took that and made Abzu, Abzu and made the Pathless. And the Pathless is the one that I fucking love. You did love that one. Yeah. And so I and I very much love that this is going to be the follow-up. And I'm with him that, yeah, seeing them on a, a skateboard-looking thing, the snowboard, uh, looks really good. Looks really exciting. Yeah. No sword. Looks good. No, no sand sword. Sand. Sword of the sea. Uh, your next one was the Talos Principle 2 coming 2023 to PS5. Looks one that beautiful. I always heard a lot of good things about, but I was never that puzzle guy. I didn't want that Me one. Me too. I didn't, I didn't like those kind of puzzles, so I'm I'm glad for y'all that so that's happening from, to you. So excited for them all, Greg. I do want to in, in, input the fact that Stellar Blade wasn't here, and I'm shocked, and I'm shooketh. It happens. Where's Stellar Blade? Uh, then it was from the developer of Gree Neva. This is the one with the two dogs, one big one, one small one. So One lady so with a sword. Andy, what's the name of this game? Neva. Neva. This one's coming 2024, but a beautiful art style. Be interested to see how the actual gameplay looks and what they do with all this stuff. But. That's the big question, right? Yeah. Everything about this, super into. Love the emotional vibes. stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, the vibes I'm, I'm here for, for sure. Um, Greed was not my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't stick with Me it. Either. So I'm a little bit uh, worried about that, um, that, not seeing any gameplay here. But I'm definitely excited about this one. It's, it's, uh, it's on the list. Are you going to be able to emotionally handle it? I don't think so. That I was, was I, already getting a little... A little Barrett, I picture like as soon as credits roll, Tim just grabs Moose and You don't even get it, dude. You I was about to leave uh, in the middle of the showcase to go home to Lulu. Never, never. Number nine, Cat Quest, Pirates of the Peruvian. Per, per, Peruvian. Peruvian. Peru I have a, I have a. Per, it's a per joke. Peruvian, I, I kind of thought we just cut to commercial in that moment. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it was an out of the blue one. Like, like afterwards, even, whopper, whopper, whopper. whopper. <laughs> <laughs> even the smaller games so, that we had had so far had a, at least, oh, this is a trailer that knows it's in a PlayStation showcase. This one definitely had a trailer of like, this is just the trailer. Kind of funny game showcase vibes. Yeah. yeah like, this is something you show every time before you go to commercial, like at the game awards, where yeah. Keely has that one kind of mobile game that's dropping a lot of dough like that, that gearbox uh, presentation at e3 where they kept showing the same game over and over home again. world three. Home world three <laughs> they yeah. hit game yeah like, oh, they really want us to know about home world three people are popping off that they're usually good games so i mean we're not arguing no, that they're no. bad games Homeworld? we're just saying the trail <laughs> no cat quest <laughs> god damn it yeah, that, that was fine just right. felt like a little out of place 2024 ps5 ps4 uh number 10 Foam stars, ladies and gentlemen. PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, and God, this, this was looks painful to this look. Did at. not. This was oof. No, 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 no. This reminds me of Surprises all the Ubisoft failed game. multiplayer yeah. games. What, what, what really? Yeah, this has got Roller Champions yep. written all over it. But I guess what really kind of struck me was in the trailer, in the cinematic trailer. I was like, you know, this is going to be a this is going to be a multiplayer game that doesn't really do much, right? Uh, it's going to be done for in about six months. And then it cut to gameplay, and it looked way worse. <laughs> and, and I think it's the, I think it's the the choice of colors and like the brightness of it all. It just seems like way too much noise. It's so much noise. I mean, it's about time someone did a Splatoon like. Yeah, you know what I mean, there's so said, much. Can we make Splatoon? A lot of success with Splatoon on the Nintendo side, and like they really like tripled down on that during the the Wii U era of like, hey, this is going to be our big multiplayer game, and like it has a huge audience, and especially on the esports side of things in Japan, we're all making a lot of Splatoon references. Great and all logo. Stuff. It also looks a lot like. 
the KDA people who did the song Pop Stars, yeah. and they're calling it Foam Stars. And I just want to get that right. on the record as well. Mm-hmm. Just for mm-hmm. everybody. We were, we were talking about on uh, KFGD about like Square Enix's output, and usually once per year they have a game that's a real, real big stinker. Whether that's <laughs> Balance Wonder World, Balance Wonder World, the quiet, the quiet guy, um, uh, the quiet, quiet man. <laughs> the other Bill Nye, the quiet guy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Babylon's Fall. This year's first spoken. Yeah. They're just showing us the one for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eleventh game on my list, or it'll eventually become the eleventh announcement on the list. Uh, the Plucky Squire pops up, showing twenty twenty three. We've seen the Plucky Squire a bunch of times. It is never not impressive. Yep. You watch this demo, you go, holy shit, I can't believe they're doing this, and I can't wait to play this. This is the type of game that I, I wish was the the lower-end indie side at a big PlayStation showcase, like one of the bigger showcases. Like I wish this was the the quote-unquote filler content we get, because, like, good lord, this looks absolutely incredible, and I we can't only expect big PlayStation Studios, AAA, banger, right. banger, banger, but I wish that instead of getting a lot of the more fluffy stuff, like, I wish this was the level of fluff, because, and I like that, I'm not putting down this game. I'm just saying, like, this is... Awesome, and I think a great use of showcasing something that is a much smaller title. I, if I, you are an audio person, let me just give you a little bit of information while we're so explain, ready for it. In this imaginative action-adventure game, lovable hero Jot can leap seamlessly from the 2D pages of a book into a 3D world. You can see as a, you can see this in action yourself in the new trailer we've done, which focuses on the many different ways to play the game, from 3D platforming to top-down dungeon crawling. Uh, the Plucky Squire is set in Mojo, a colorful realm of pure creativity, which is under threat from a seriously unchill wizard named Humpgrump. He doesn't have to go it alone with a merry band of brave adventurers joining him in his page-turning quest to save the realm, including the eccentric DJing wizard. Hump Grump doesn't stand a chance. It's coming to PC, PlayStation 5, all the Xboxes, and Switch this year. Blessing? I was going to say, I appreciate indie games that look toward other games for inspiration, but try to figure out how they're going to elevate that concept further. Like, I look at something like Tinykin and how much inspiration that took from a Pikmin, or, like, Ori, and the inspiration that takes from Metroidvania games, and the list goes on. This looks so much like a, like, hey, we play Link's Awakening. How can we take that? Sure. Link and, Between Worlds. Or not, uh, Link Between Worlds. Sorry, that's actually what I meant. Uh, how do we take Big that game. idea and push it and, like, really make something special something special out of it that's also different has its own identity? Um, and I, and th- this looks really good for it. I, th- I think this is going to come out and probably be one of the special indie games of the year. For sure. Uh, your next announcement game was Teardown. Teardown, of course, one we have heard a lot about if you've been paying attention to PC gaming, and I keep my eye on them just to see what the fuck they're up to. Uh, however, it's <laughs> like also- the way the neighbors keep their eyes on like yeah, problematic yeah. people. What's going in the on over there? What's going on? What are you up to? I don't know. Always one. I got nine one. I dial nine one and I look out the window. <laughs> just in case. Uh, Teardown, Mike, you've talked about it. You played it a little bit, right? Teardown's fun. Yeah, I've played this before. This is a good time, and I like seeing cool like PC games that are out there and different come to consoles so i think the playstation fan base will have a good time if you're an audio person and don't remember it for the i'm reading from the playstation blog where the ceo is talking about it for those unfamiliar with teardown it's a voxel-based heist game where you literally tear down walls and obstacles in the environment to create shortcuts and complete objectives we've spent years building and perfecting our own custom voxel engine which allows us to support typically complex things like ray tracing and physics-based destruction with our custom engine uh, it comes down to extensive input data and for the dual sense uh, wireless controller enabling unique haptics throughout the game. For instance, smashing your sledgehammer into glass, wood, concrete, or metal will feel distinctly different. Ah. Oh. I was going to Mike, they, didn't, they missed out on the word levolution in there. Mm, Come on, They got that sweet, destructible <laughs> environment. That's your first 12 announcements from the PlayStation Showcase for May 24th, 2023. And I think number 13, we're going to have a lot to say about. And of course, 
We always have a lot to say on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You of course can come over, get all the shows ad free. You can watch us record our podcast live as we record them and get them early. And of course you can get dozens and dozens of monthly exclusive shows only on patreon.com slash kind of funny. But guess what, Jack, you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from sponsor from Tim. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Gaming and Summer Game Fest. You should join us at Kind of Funny all summer long as we're going to react to every single showcase. And as they make announcements, you might be sitting there like, I want to pre-order some of those games. You know what I'm talking about, Mike? I want to pre-order some of these games. And if you want to do that, you're going to want to go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. You can go right now and buy all the games that have already come out this year. What are a couple games that have come out this year, Bless, that you've been stoked on? That have already come out? Mm-hmm. Something like Resident Evil 4, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah. yeah. Something like Hi-Fi Rush. What, what about you? Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Andy. Dead Space. All those games. You can go right now. Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. You'll be able to get those. And like I was saying, any game that they're announced for uh, PlayStation Showcase or Xbox uh, Showcase or uh, Summer Game Fest kickoff live itself. Summer Game Fest is in full effect. We're going to get the announcements. We're going to get the games. And you can go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest to have all of that answered for you. Where, where, where should you go? That's where you want to go. You can pre-order, sit pretty, everything be good. Games delivered right to your door. Um, in addition to all everything we've already talked about, we got Final Fantasy 16, Armored Core 6, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, Exo Primal. That's still coming. Ooh, That's still coming. Fire. Uh, and, and so, of course, Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest for all the games that are already out, all the games we already know are coming, and for the ones that, as of this moment, we don't even know are coming yet, but we will soon from this entire Summer Game Fest season. One more time, Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest. Check it out. Here's some other sponsors. Shout out to RTX for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking to spend an amazing summer weekend in Austin, Texas, the RTX convention is the perfect excuse. RTX is a gaming, comedy, animation, and podcast festival that Rooster Teeth is throwing in Austin, Texas at the convention center from July 7th through 9th. And rumor has it, a couple kind of funny people whose names may or may not rhyme with Mo Trike Like and Loey Moel are planning to head down to party as well. RTX has so much to offer over the three days with activities like a free paranormal themed escape room, achievement hunter, mini golf, VTubing with Ruby characters, and over a dozen live shows with guests like Dungeons and Daddies and Therapy Gecko. There are also evening events each night from parties to a comedy showcase, an evening rave, and everything in between that can be found in Austin. Buying ultra and platinum badges will get you the highest perks, but there's also a solid deal right now where people that purchase week Weekend and daily badges get another badge for 50% off. Go to rtxaustin.com to select badges and to find additional information. Don't miss out on one of the biggest parties in Austin this summer. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think that they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions that you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money, and it can help you too. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finance in one place and automatically can help you categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. So stop throwing your money away. 
You can cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. The 13th announcement slash game slash I'll wait for Andy to get here was, of course, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. The remake we've heard so much about for Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, blessing, of course, we saw the thing. We heard a little bit of the Snake Eater theme. We got to find out it was coming in P- to PS5. And that was it. Yep. No developer. Konami didn't even put their logo on it. Yep. <laughs> it was just there. It. The, the, this reveal is really interesting, right? We've been talking a lot about the speculation. There was the reports that it was being developed by Virtuous, which is a studio that is known for porting uh, different software to, dif- to different platforms. Uh, but yeah, I think the no Konami logo is interesting, no Virtuous logo, just straight into the trailer and then straight out of it. In the trailer, we got mentions at the top of it, not actual gameplay. It is a straight cinematic of like different, um, you know, like different animals eating different stuff. And then you get solid or um, naked snake technically eating the actual snake. I. I wanted more from this trailer. I wish we got actual gameplay footage. I'm excited that that it's here. Sucks that it leaked, of course, and leaks can often oftentimes take the excitement out of seeing a new reveal. And so the trailer or the information, the information, okay. right? We because we knew this was happening. Oh, yes. this would have been we, massive. Can you if, imagine oh, yeah. if we didn't know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If we didn't know this was happening, this would have been the the game of the show. But the fact that we know this is happening and it's just a cinematic trailer, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, okay, cool. It's here. It's officially happening. Exciting nonetheless, but for me, I would have loved to see a little bit more, whether that be gameplay or a little bit more from even any voice acting. I want to know what Snake sounds like. Are we, are we, are we getting David, David Hayter? Hater. <laughs> gotta have David Hayter. This was the rumor, right, going in that it was just going to be a cinematic yep. CG teaser for this. It's, just, it's unfortunate because this looks awesome, what we're seeing here, but... Uh, the thing that excites me most is the titling of it. It not being not having the three in its name, I think, is uh, a good sign at, at potentially them turning this into getting more remakes of the other Metal Gear games. Maybe go a little more chronologically in the story. Um, so excited about that, but yeah, still have a lot of questions uh, that I don't think we'll have to wait too long for. I wouldn't be surprised to get more information uh, at Summer Game Fest. Yeah, they That'd see the Capcom sales numbers. They they know. That if you treat an old franchise with love and respect and care like Capcom's been doing with all the RE remakes, they are going to set themselves up for a pretty nice bottom line. Here, here, so I'm very, very excited about Here's it. my thing. I said it uh, about a week ago on one of our shows, and I'll say it again. I'm not in a place yet where I trust Konami. Like, sure. Konami could look at the Capcom sales and go, oh, we should do what, what they're doing. But we're talking about a Konami who... What, their last Metal Gear game was Metal Gear Survive? And then they're like, all right, all right, fuck it. We're just going to make um, Pachinko Machines and call it a day. I, 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 I got to see some kind of um, debut, like gameplay debut, before I actually get excited for this thing. Because I, I, would, I, I don't know if I expect to see this again soon, right? This, this gives me KOTOR a little bit, where we saw KOTOR at, what, the last PlayStation Showcase? Maybe two PlayStation show- Showcases ago. And then the studio that was working on that Reports came out about things not going well with that and PlayStation being like, all right, man, how's this going? What's happening with this game? And them not having good news with that. And so if that can happen there, I think that could happen here if Konami is using Virtuous as a studio to make it and maybe things don't go along because Virtuous isn't known for games or for projects like this. I worry. Like, I, that's where I'm at with it. I worry a little bit. 
If you don't mind me reading and catching up live as we go, Konami has been retweeting the Metal Gear official account with has some information and a bunch of other things going on. Yeah, the in-game so, screenshots are also up as well. Yeah, I was going to say, okay. So Barrett's showing it here. Let me read it to you. Uh, we th this is a message from the development team. We thank you and sincerely appreciate your continuous support. Currently, the development team are working together to create an environment where fans can experience and enjoy the Metal Gear series on the latest platforms. We are remaking Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, one of the most beloved installments of Metal Gear series, uh, revealing the origin of Snake as Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. We are working hard for Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater to be a faithful recreation of the original story and game design while evolving the gameplay with stunning visuals and, seamless user, and a seamless user experience. Simultaneously, we will deliver Metal Gear Solid Master Collection series well, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection series, the most complete compilation that celebrates the 35th anniversary of the series. The Metal Gear Solid Master Collection allows fans to play the games as they were as first released on the latest platforms. We hope you'll enjoy the Metal Gear Solid series on the latest platforms. Of course, for me personally, we already knew about the remake, right? I popped real hard to see not only the fact that, hey, we're getting the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection with 1 through 3 on PlayStation 5, but we're getting Metal Gear Master Collection Volume 1. Of course, this is one we've talked about a lot, right? Of like, you can't play Metal Gear Solid 4, right? What are you gonna, how do you get that? The idea that there could be a Volume 2 and that could have Peace Walker, that could have 4, that could have, you know, to some degree, maybe 5 or whatever, you do whatever. Barrett's popping something up here. What's this, Barrett? Uh, just a visual. Okay, thank you very much. Sorry, yeah. the thing I'm below. I'm pretty let down yeah. by this announcement, actually, because I, I feel like this is something we've seen now two, three times on different consoles of having this legacy collection in some sure. way, shape, or form. And for it to be just these games, an original, it's like not even subsistence, not substance, if I'm looking at that correctly, not having twin snakes. Like, if you're going to have a master collection, like, I want everything not mm -hmm. just like like Fair. you know we we talked about when super mario 3d all-stars came out it's like where's galaxy 2 it's like looking at this i'm like i want trophies for metal gear 1 like there's a lot of things that i feel like they yeah. could do that be would be sick but like i mean yeah what they're offering here is like less than collections on the playstation 2 uh barrett of course paging through wario 64's screenshots here that also accompany the information today I do not. I'm want aware to it's fight. only volume one, guys. <laughs> I don't want to fight a big snake in Unreal Engine Five Sorry, or whatever. Gotta, this is you got to do it. <laughs> you have to. It's scary. These screenshots look good. Mike, are you going to run through and play all the oh, Metal Gears? Oh man, take my money. We're running it back, Barrett, for sure. I'm excited about three because three is the one that I'm lowest on. Of course, Barrett was on the sticks. A lot of people telling me that I need to be the one to play it. So when this does come, I am a little disappointed in this announcement. I mean, cool little hype trailer, but like. I'm ready for this. Let's get it going right now. Take my money type situation. So, yeah, I am excited to uh, finally play this. Okay. And, yeah, I'm going to buy it. Number 15 uh, in terms of this thing was Towers of Ag... Aghazba. Aghazba. Towers of Ag Agazba. 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 Uh, it looks like Chia mixed up with Zelda, <laughs> but it's like uh, maybe even a little bit of Kana in there, like... Looked like a cool survival game. I, I put, I'm kind of into this. I like the big open world survival games where we go out and craft and we grab ingredients and sure. harvest. And so, if that's what I'm getting out of this, because gave me some wild avatar vibes when this guy's on the glider and he's getting up on that crazy flying animal. Mm, yeah. And then you fly and you craft, you grab off the materials and then you fly off. I'm into that idea. So, this one looked cool, but like in gameplay, will it be as good as this looks? I don't know. But the my description problem? says emergent, I'm in. Yeah, but my thing with this one is like looking at it, I feel like every time they cut scenes, I'm like, oh, it reminds me of this game. It reminds me of this game. It reminds me of this game. And I just 
hesitate to think it'll be as good as any of the things it reminds me of. Mm. Agreed. We will wait and see. Uh, I'm looking through the blog posts. We're just talking about, yeah, it's going to set to release PlayStation 5 in the summer of 2024. Uh, number 16 was actually Final Fantasy 16. That's hey. right. Showing some more Final Fantasy 16. Uh, game we're all sold on. You yeah. guys went and saw it uh, in LA. You talked about it on the most recent Kind of Funny Games cast, available right now on podcast services and youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But I can't wait. It looks incredible. It's going to be incredible. Uh, I do think it's weird. And I want to point out that a lot of times when we do predictions uh, going into different showcases, we, we talk about, well, these games are coming out. They're going to want to remind people that they're happening. And then they rarely actually do that because they like <laughs> to have, like, unless there's like a DLC planned or something, surprised that both this and Street Fighter Six were here in just a straight up, yo, they're imminent, they're here type way, um, which... I don't necessarily love. I get why they do it marketing-wise. Bummed we don't have the demo. Um, I've been refreshing Final Fantasy's Twitter feed because I'm convinced that at any moment they're just going to be like, yeah, the devil's out yeah. tonight. Um, so it's weird. Yeah, when Greg was talking about how on a lot of these showcases, we're always like, where the fuck is the date? Come on. And they release a press release like, hey, yeah, it's coming yeah. out there. I was just thinking like press release like, oh, Bloodborne's coming to PC. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we ran out of time. Jim could have yeah. given it all in. I know we've seen a lot of this game because a while ago I decided that I wanted to be blackout from here going on forward with Final Fantasy 16 because I'm so sold on it. I think it was when Michael Hyam did his preview and I was yeah. like, all right, cool. I know I'm going to love this game. I don't need to see any more because I'm sold. Since then, I swear to God, I've seen like 15 trailers. <laughs> like they keep putting out footage and trailers, and like they, they don't stay to play. Just look away. I, I try my hardest, but I gotta sit down here at this table and look at this TV, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to see this shit anymore. I, I get it. It looks cool. I tweeted about Metal Gear during it because I was like, I don't need to worry about this part. Uh, number 17 in terms of your announcement. Oh, hold on, what's going on here now? Cameron, Cameron. <laughs> Is that making fun of the fact that they they're not saying who's working? Just some yeah, development yeah, yeah. team at the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> during the during the com uh, the commercial break, during the ad break, I was trying to dig in. I'm like, who is making? Did they say who's making this game? I watched the trailer. I went to the, the site. I went everything. They're not saying the words on who is making this game. Whether they even wanted to say Konami, they're not even saying that, which is, I think is funny. Uh, number seventeen was Alan Wake Two coming out October seventeenth. We saw a trailer here. As it looks like he'd be playing as both the FBI woman and Alan Wake himself. As he goes into his latest American nightmare. Anybody not excited? Yeah. Not me. Looks real good. Yeah. I'm looking for, forward to a nice spooky game in October. Like the date. I love when developers can line this up with spooky season and all that jazz. And yeah, Alan Wake will be a, a fun time to jump back into. Remedy rarely misses. I think a you crossfire X, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to what they do. I'm more of a Project <laughs> Vanguard guy myself. They're grabbing the bag there. We know. <laughs> the trailer it introduces Saga Anderson, uh, an accomplished FBI agent with a reputation for solving impossible cases who arrives to investigate murders in the small town community of Bright Falls in the Pacific Northwest. Anderson's case spirals into a nightmare when she discovers pages of a horror story that start to come true and questions how it may be connected to missing writer Alan Wake whose own dark story eerily mirrors her own. Alan Wake was always one I wanted to love as the horror guy, a guy who loves horror video games, and it just never clicked. Even the remake I jumped back in on recently, and I was like, ah, couldn't do it. Interest remaster. Interesting slack from Roger yeah. that Alan Wake 2 is a digital-only title. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Let me see if my press release says anything. It'll be $50 that. on PC and $60 on consoles. Sounds here. It's kind of the all-digital future. About Happy. time, you know? <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Let us watch movies in the, at home, you know? You know what I mean? I'm sick of the movie theater, people. You know what I mean? It's over. Let it go. Uh, number 18 on the Roper Report, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Ladies and gentlemen, October 12th, a trip back to a more traditional Assassin's Creed, Mike. Yep, yep. 
Uh, unfortunately, this is the the least I've been hyped for an Assassin's Creed game. I love Assassin's Creed games. I love the Ubisoft open world stuff. Coming hot off of Far Cry 6, really loved what they did with that. Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla, really a return to form of like, hey, this is what Assassin's Creed can be. And what you said of like the smaller toned down version of Assassin's Creed, I'm into that idea because they've gotten very big and bloated. But when I see this on screen, I go, hmm, I don't know. Odyssey like had this beautiful color, right? Origins Malaka. had this awesome world. Valhalla really showed you what they can do. I look at this, I go, oh, man, I'm not as excited as I once was. Oh, I'm in the opposite. The The more I see this, the more it's just like, hey, we're trying to, right we're delivering an idea of AC1, essentially, but next gen. Modern. Yeah, and I, I cannot wait. Uh, Bossom is a really cool character, uh, and to see his adventure and, like, the, the Crete properly, I'm really excited for. Uh, this is like the, you know, I, I really enjoyed the open world games, um, but I'm excited to go back to a smaller adventure. Surprise to see it here. There's another one where it's like, especially yeah. Ubisoft forward, forward right? coming soon. It just kind of reminds me of, a, a, here's another action movie from this action movie franchise. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really, it's going to resonate with some people. And I, I just, it, I expected like, hey, the return to form is going to be a bit of a bigger deal for us. And it just kind of felt like here's, it feels something you've seen 10 times before, even though it's a first time showing it. I don't want to say it doesn't feel budget. It feels double A, which is weird. Triple-A Assassin's Creed, I mean, is what you, they go together, right? They're peanut butter and chocolate. Like, that's a thing you know. Whereas I look at this and I'm like, yeah, this looks smaller. This looks whatever. You, you. Jelly? <laughs> no, I yeah. just like the peanut butter and chocolate. Well, chocolate I mean, they peanut do, butter, they go go together, chocolate, right. If I would have said chocolate and peanut butter, it would have been fine. But I want peanut butter and chocolate. Now I'm going to get fucking They go great. Through the goddamn <laughs> yeah. month. Anyways, though, you know what I'm trying to say. Fucking Reese's Pieces. All right, goddamn. Anyways, though, yeah, it's just like I look at it and I'm like, this doesn't seem like day one. I'm going to be like, I got to get on mm -hmm. this. I got to play. I'll, you probably will try it eventually because I like the Assassin's Creed games, but we'll I mean, wait and see. Me from the outside looking at it, somebody who's not as into Assassin's Creed as either Mike or Greg, it, feel, it looks like the bus stop But before we get to Assassin's Creed Red and Assassin's Creed Hexy. Because I'm somebody who I can't wait for Assassin's Creed Red. For me, who I love to go Tsushima. Sure. And Hexy sounds like it has a really interesting setting and idea. And so I want to check that out as well. But I look at this and I'm like, this looks like an Assassin's Creed ass Assassin's Creed game, which was a very hard sentence to say. But yeah, like, <laughs> it, to Barrett's point of it looks like Assassin's Creed 1, but next gen. Him saying that actually put it in perspective of how appealing that can be to somebody who loves those games that way. And so I'm excited for you, Assassin's Creed fans. And I'll yeah, see you at day Red. one for me. Uh, then number 19 was uh, Finji coming out with the Glorious Society and doing Revenant Hill. This is PlayStation 5. This is PlayStation 4. These are the developers of A Night in the Woods. No. Yes. Yeah, I said that right. Correct. Yeah, cool. Uh, we don't know much about it except a little kitty walking through the big city, but it's not little kitty big city. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever. Rise together. A new game coming from them. Uh, I like the art style. You know, I mean, we know nothing to go off of or whatever, but yeah, let me see right. if I yeah, can. Yeah, great art style. They, I mean... I I really enjoyed Night in the Woods. That it feels wild to think that I played that like in 2016. Now at this point, like it's been such a, a long time. I don't think time. it was 2016. Night in the Woods. Yeah, 2015. Well, no, I think it was like 2018. I played it when I was back home in Texas. And a oh. Night in the Woods is listed over here. It's 2017. Uh, what the difference? What the difference? Let me read a little bit from the old PlayStation blog, so we actually know about it. Because like. Blessing. Based on everything you saw there, would this headline surprise you? Welcome to Revenant Hill, where your journey to become a witch's familiar begins. Become a witch's familiar? Yeah. Oh, you huh. become a little kaffir witch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I always saw skeletons. The year is 1919. 
After the barn he was living in burns down, Twigs the cat takes up residence in a wet log. <laughs> <laughs> that just kept getting weird near an abandoned graveyard. When the owl from the next hill over starts demanding rent, Twigs must find a way to make ends meet. Uh, and things just get more complicated from there. Wait, Twigs is the cat, right? Did they consult you on this? <laughs> <laughs> now, let's get into what sounds like a little bit of the description. Grow crops to sell at the secret market or, or to use for your own purposes. Put down roots, run through the fields and the trees, watch the seasons pass, make friends who become neighbors, who become family. Also make enemies. That's unavoidable sometimes. Figure out what the ghosts want. Host increasingly ambitious parties for witches ghosts. and demons. And uh, this is now number one game for me. I'm fucking in. Oh, you Demons and other things that don't have proper names. Get tangled up in a world in the midst of violent change. Build a community by accident. Square dance with a possum. Start, a, revolu <laughs> start a revolution. <laughs> Build a community by accident. Learn to yeah, ride. Come together now. Yeah. Some hacks and yeah, this sounds fucking weird as hell. And by I mean. the way, you're a cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, I'm fucking excited about that one now. Congratulations, Finji. You got me. Uh, your next one was Grand. This is number 20. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 in winter 2023. Don't, don't keep looking at me. Anybody? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just looking. I don't, I don't have anything looking. to say about this. All right. Cool. Just they had a fighting game called Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, though, a few years ago. I remember that. I, remember I, that. I, I ended up playing it years later. If you would have asked Pretty me, cool. I thought that that was the franchise. I thought Grand Blue was yeah, just right? the fighting, you know, fighting game franchise. No. Uh, speaking of fighting game franchise, number 21 was Street Fighter 6. Of course, a launch trailer there. I was sad to see this year and not Tekken 8. Tekken 8 sure. has way more to say. Like, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. we still need the release date on that. Tekken 8 also has been at PlayStation State of Plays in the past. I understand that they are doing the thing where the game is about to come out, so they want to build up hype for that. But is that also what you want to use a PlayStation Showcase for? I feel like this would have been the time to give us new information about something, and we didn't really get much new about Street Fighter 6. So this this felt like a little bit of a waste of time. Yep. Your 22nd game was the Spencer's Gift Shop parody, Ultros. Coming oh, out. 20 seconds. 20, I thought you meant like they showed it for 20 seconds. No, no, and I was no, like, oh, it was a bit longer than no, that. No, you're two, this two one, ND game. Interesting kind of. Like it has like slight Metroidvania, of. slight Artful Escape, but uh, Dead Cells E, I'm not sure, but wrapped in Spencer's gift shop vibes and uh, that kind of like trippy ass. Super psychedelic. Psychedelic, psychedelic. Is what psychedelic. That's a real good word. Escape vibe, but it, it's almost like too much where it just becomes noise, like Andy was saying with the weird Splatoon uh, knockoff. Yeah, something about this, it's like, I said this as we were reacting to it, it's like, I want to like this more than I'm actually liking it, but I'm, I'm going to put down interested in this one. I'm going to go over to the PlayStation blog where the game design director uh, talks about it. This is their first game. They're a brand new studio in Sweden. Sweden. Uh, the opening of the game ex exemplifies mi the mystery. Our protagonist, uh, Ouija, wakes up in a seemingly... I fucked all this up. The opening of the game exemplifies mystery. Our protagonist, Ouija, uh, wakes up after seemingly crashing her ship on a gigantic cosmic sarcophagus carrying an ancient evil entity known as Ultros. Uh, they talk about it here. It's an exploration adventure style game grounded in sci-fi, layered in mystery with deep lore and meta themes. Uh, players will want to explore every nook and cranny to understand it, yada, yada, yada. The looped based gameplay mechanic means that across multiple runs, you'll uncover secrets at every turn, all whilst unlocking different abilities on a branching skill tree this means you can cater to your preferred play style and impact the game's environment across different loops sounds a lot like returnal in terms of loops space not in obviously gameplay or visuals but mike if you want to schedule a stream when this comes out if you want to get real high and play it and i was I'll, gonna say you guys I'll gotta drop you. acid right before you play it I don't, i've never Deal. done a drug and so mm. I'll, I'll babysit mike all right, cool. Uh, number 23 it, it looks like an indies type game that's like what i've been trying to put my finger mm. on 
Uh, Tower of Fantasy. Which again, blesses like, wait a second, I played this last Summer Game Fest, and I was like, me too. I caught, and it was, it's already out on PC. It is the one that looks like Genshin Impact, uh, but it was out there and it was doing its thing. And yeah. I'm, I think it has a PC audience, and I'm sure, I'm sure people in the audience who have a PlayStation will probably come over and play it here. It does nothing for me really because I just didn't enjoy it that much when I played it. But cool, like it's another, it's another one that you bring to the platform. Uh, next up was Dragon Dog, Dragon's Dogma Two. Which is huge for people, like, like not the people at this table, but this is one that, like, in any predictions thread you see on Reset Era or anywhere on the internet, people are like, oh, when are we going to get this? And here it is. I, I haven't heard about this being announced here, so this is definitely a surprise. Indeed. None of us care, though. I'm so, stoked to give it a shot. I mean, it's it's right up my alley in terms of combat and setting. And I love dudes with lion heads, you know? Oh, man, I, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. I was always a Kingdoms of Manalore and a... Um, you yeah, you were. Dragon Age fan. Dragon Age kid, so I never... Let me pick it on my fantasy draft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one never spoke to me. Sad Boy Sean loves this game, but oh, I'm yeah, not going to play Sad this Boy at Sean. all. Uh, your 25th game of this year's showcase was a teaser trailer announcement for Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2. Uh, this is coming in late 2023. There was a question on the table of, well, is it VR or whatever? The original Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted was, in fact, both flat mode and a VR mm. mode. So you assume you're getting the same thing here. The trailer made it look very vr mm. but I assume you could do it without VR because, of course, up next was the PlayStation VR 2 segment. Ooh. Lots of questions about what we would get from PlayStation VR 2. The world stopped. To it. <laughs> <laughs> the 26th game that they opened the, this with was Resident Evil 4. Of course, the VR mode has been talked about for a while there. It was shown here. It is in development for PlayStation VR 2. Tim, are you going to play Resident Evil 4 in PlayStation 2? PlayStation VR 2. No, I'm not. And I, I was very impressed with that. But it's like, I just think that the audience for PSVR 2, for VR in general, is is very slim and I, I think that i'm interested in trying different experiences the beat saber type things i think i'm i'm way more like oh yeah i actually want to play that whereas like this it's cool nifty to try perhaps but like i want to play resident evil 4 the way i'm playing resident evil 4 still yep. working through it what a damn great game um but i will say that i'm supremely impressed with the fact that capcom's able to pull this off we've sure. seen them do it already with uh, with seven and uh with village and the the fact that those games can just work in VR and be as good in VR as they are uh, in with the standard controller, I'm so shocked by. And imagining this, I'm sure this is going to be really exciting to people that want more high quality VR experiences. Because you're about to be playing one of the best games ever made in VR. Good for you. If you're watching live, it's the Bears letting it run the VR two stuff. You are now into the Arizona Sunshine two uh, segment of the VR uh, roundup. This was the 27th game of the PlayStation Showcase coming in 2023, and did not. I did not look at this and go, man, I got to be playing this in PlayStation VR two. Mike, it looks like a fake no, game. You're not fucking Mike. Sorry. It, well, it wasn't even the gameplay. It's what it said underneath, not actual gameplay footage. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I was wondering, like, why does one? it look so good? And so, yeah, I, yeah. the tough one is, Greg, none of these excited me where I'm like, yo, Greg, you got to bring in the PSVR. Oh, I need to go buy Good news, one. Mike, it hasn't gone home. Exactly. It just sits here because I don't need that at home. Because, yeah, that's one of those. It's like, man, you doubled down and win the PlayStation VR in a VR market that already has plenty of headsets. You don't need to go back to this, right? Now you're going to do a handheld, which we'll talk later on, but, like, you don't have to spread your resources. Then focus on where you're winning. And they were like, no, let's do more VR. Well, they put out titles like VR this. Too. They've sold 600,000 units of VR, too. So they need an audience. They need games for it. That's why uh, Vertigo Games here is coming out with Arizona Sunshine, too. Of course, the original Arizona Sunshine uh, was uh, well-received. I never, I played it once on a stream and never went back to it. But I, again, for me, it's the Dave & Buster's analogy of, 
It's about shooting a bunch of zombies in the head, and that was what it was all about. I mean, I, I I do remember that game looking extremely rough because of the time we were in. Yeah. And trying to get a game of that scope looking on VR was always kind of tough. Um, so I'm hoping this has a, a massive leap. And, you know, congrats to the developers for being greenlit on the sequel. It's awesome. For sure. Uh, the 28th game was Crossfire Sierra Squad. This is from Smilegate Entertainment. This is also one we talked a little bit about on Games Daily today. It was one of the logos on the... PowerPoint of coming up soon on PlayStation VR 2. Uh, it looked for one second, there was like, wait a second, wait a second. Is this a firewall? And it's like, no, no, this is a little too fast paced for action. This is a little too arcadey for what you're looking for. But it's an arcade run and gun shooter there as you use double Uzis on people. Yeah, these are these types of games in VR are neat. Like I, I really loved Blood and Truth. Um, granted, Blood and Truth I had way more than just the fast paced action, right? It was the energy, it was the fun story, it was the action, it was the almost Fast and Furious type tone. I'm less of a military guy when it comes to these types of yeah. shooters, especially in VR. But you know, it's one that if I'm looking for that kind of experience, that fast paced shoot 'em up gallery, it seems like a neat one to pick up. Uh, if I'm keeping myself honest, I'm catching on the PlayStation blog right now. The Five Nights at Freddy's thing is being promoted as a PlayStation VR 2 title. And as I glance through this and host the show, I don't see any mention of it. You can also play it in flat mode on PS5, mm. so whatever. Uh, your 29th game and your fourth game in the PlayStation VR rock block here was from In Dreams, and it was Synapse, uh, getting a date of July 4th. This looked neat. This is the type of game that if this doesn't get you excited, I don't know what's going to you on, on VR. And yeah. I don't know what that says. But this is it, right? Like, and was it actually David Hayter? It sounded it a lot like, like David. I, I, I have a pretty good ear. I would be. I think yes, it is David Hayter. It did sound like it. Like the the colors of this, I thought were really cool. Like there's the everything everywhere all at once vibe in some of the the rooms here. Um, but like the black and white, and then the pops of color and all that stuff. Like, it, yeah, this looks this looks pretty cool. Hold on, I'm on the. Uh, let's see, that's something you probably advertise. Yep, David Hayter and Jennifer Hale announced his voice talent for the upcoming dual wielding PlayStation VR two title. This, of course, is on the PlayStation blog where they're doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Synapse takes, Synapse takes place on the eve of a devastating global attack, masterminded by the nefarious Colonel Peter Conrad. Once a respected black ops leader, the colonel has since gone rogue and become a notorious enemy of the state, whose twisted thinking has reached dangerous new levels as he reemerges onto the world stage, threatening Armageddon. And that's where you come in after Andy, blah, blah, blah. You're transported into the neurosynaptic relay gateway within the colonel's mind. So it's a little bit of uh, getting in there and shooting stuff down. So that's cool. Is the, does it say anything about roguelite stuff? Because that's what it seemed like from the trailer. It seemed like they're yeah. It definitely that. seems like you're going to be going back in there. But let me see if yeah. I we heard anything. David Hayter say something like "You're back again" or yeah. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I no. think he, I, persistent I, I don't see anything yeah. in it. Does not a control F on the page doesn't find rogue for me. Okay. What's the difference between like and light? What are you doing? The lolly lolly though. Um. Yeah, I don't see anything in there, but I would assume it would. I hope so, because uh, that, that, that would be the thing to bring me in, because I'm down for I'm down for that Arcadia style, oh, let me go in for another run, let me play it over again, seeing, like, knowing that I'm going to be in and out of this thing by 45 minutes to an hour, that seems like a fun way to go about it. I'm down to overdosing some Jamamine and get in there, yeah. just, like, get rid of all of my motion sickness stuff, but I agree with Tim that this, a, a game looking like that with mechanics like that, where it's guns and kind of like that. Physics abilities. Yeah, physics, making shit float, tossing it away. You know, I think that's, that's, we need more shit like that in VR games. And especially the way that looked, you know, it's not, whenever you're trying to replicate real life, I think that's really hard to do in VR with mm, the, sure. 
with the level of fidelity that you can pull off. But when you can do weird abstract shit like that, I think that's the right direction you need to be in. Combine brutal and tactile firepower with surging telekinetic abilities as you dive into a hostile mindscape. Harness the lethal combination and master your own combat style as you dive deeper into a surreal world. Launch, levitate, and smash your enemies through destructible environments using motion controls and eye-tracking assisted aiming. Your final one. The one blessing called. He pointed to the sky, called the shot. Uh, of course, Beat Saber, and it's out now. Uh, they advertised with uh, the fact that it has a queen pack also available now. I... That's unbelievable. What, it's unbelievable that it's taken this long for Beat Saber to come that to PSVR 2. I would have yeah. bet money that it was on there. There's so many things that are un unbelievable here. It's unbelievable that PSVR 2 isn't back as battle, period. Um, or, or at least had some kind of Lots program. Lots of games did have if you already own them. But yeah, yeah, but I feel like there should be a program where you can smartly deliver games that you already owned on a previous platform <laughs> to the current platform that you have. But I digress before I get like too mad. smart delivery? Something like that. Maybe that's what they can call it. Kebabs is calling out this is a free upgrade. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. It's a free upgrade. But again, you're saying, of course, the there. fact that it should have been a launch title. It should have been a launch title. You should have, title. You should have already had this, but that's that's good, though. Um, when on Games Daily, we talked about VR a little bit, and the way I put it in terms of what they needed to deliver on VR, this showcase, was that this is kind of, this is their VR final exam. Like, this is the, the time to come out and go, this is our vision for v PSVR 2 and the library going forward. This is us setting up the pieces of why you should be excited, not only for whatever immediate game you might be excited about. Maybe if you're a Foglands person or if you're looking forward to the Synapse, but why you should be excited for the future of PSVR 2. If it is something like an IP that you've talked about, Greg, of, oh yeah, bring, a, bring in a God of War or Spider-Man or something that we're familiar with, maybe something that, that is from the, the film industry. Bring in something that is familiar that is going to get us excited or bring something that just looks really good. They didn't do that, right? Like Synapse sure. looks neat. You need way more than Synapse for VR to really make the statement on this is why you should show up and buy this. And... For me, this, this is a very disappointing showing for VR2. Yeah, again, that we've rounded out. Beat Saber ends the thing. And so you are looking back at, even though it wasn't part of the official thing, Five Nights announcement, Resident Evil 4, Arizona Sunshine 2, Crossfire, Synapse, Beat Saber. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, some of those look neat, but it's just we're doing the same thing where you're serving the same audience. They already bought in on this idea. I don't see this moving the needle and getting more people to run out and buy it. This might be an unanswerable question for you, Greg, but, like, what could they have done? You know, because it's, like, I feel like taking titles we know, like Half-Life Alex and putting yeah. it on, like, that would be a, a step. But, like, is there something? They did call them out. There was a Horizon PlayStation Studios VR game, and it, it was, was fine. fine. What could they have shown here that would have changed your tenor here? Or it's just like, hey, the fact that it's here at all, it's going to take the showcase down. I think, I mean, what VR in general needs is a step forward. I think that's the thing we're still struggling with is that VR experiences are not well-worn territory, tried and true, whatever. It's the fact you can throw up another military shooter and like, wait, which military shooter is it? the fact you can throw up another zombie shooter. And we go, wait, what zombie shooter is this? Right. Again, I use the Dave and Buster's analogy of being in an arcade and getting those experiences. Shooting galleries. We need people to push through that. You know what I mean? I think before your eyes was a great example of doing something different with this tech and the hardware, which are granted was a PC game with a webcam, is a game on your phone right now, but they did use the space of VR differently than they did in those games. It's the idea that we need something to prove why VR is awesome and why you need to buy VR. And I think right now that what they're struggling with is just that VR is VR, and I don't see somebody moving that forward yet, and that's a point for them. Could that have happened here today? 
No, probably not. I think what could have happened, like Blessings quoting me from the shows, a big IP. So, you know what I mean? I do think it went really far when, hey, everybody, we've already talked about PlayStation VR, number one. Now let's talk about the fact that there is a Batman game. There is a Star Wars game. There is, like, when you take those IP and you're saying, guess what? Worlds you've always wanted to exist in, you can exist in. I think then it was a little bit like, oh, okay, yes, this isn't Batman, Arkham City, Knight, what, any of them, right? It is me teleporting around and investigating crime scenes and throwing a batter. And like, that was fun. That was cool. That was a cool, different arcade experience. And we're just to the point now where I don't feel like we're getting a lot of those. It's like, okay, is it a job simulator type experience? Is it a shoot a zombie shooting experience? Is it a military shooting experience? Like personally, that's not doing it for me. And I know we talked about it today. Like it did sell better in terms of its first uh, few months here than it did. Uh, PlayStation VR one did right. It's outpacing that. I will be fascinated to see how that continues. I will be fascinated to see if PlayStation is still doing PlayStation VR 2 showcase parts in their one year from now state of play or PlayStation showcase. Metaverse, NFTs. I also think you need more interest from developers who are really talented and want to work in the space and create something that's really interesting. But it's such a chicken and the egg thing, right? Where it's like I look at this and I look at how Oculus, you know, Meta, how, how Meta... PlayStation and even like HTC and the other people who are doing it, Valve, right? You need them to be committed to burning fucking money on making great games. And I don't think that commitment is there. Yeah. I do not think that commitment is there anymore. And that's why you see something like Alex happen, be awesome, and then, okay, that's what that was. You know what I mean? Horizon, we're going to put the IP behind it, sure. And all right, we tried. That was that. Like, I don't know if any, I don't know if there's anything that makes VR bigger than what it is already. Number 31. Your 30 back to regular games uh, was Bungie showing Marathon. Uh, of course, this is one we all talked about a possibility. What if Bungie did that? Now, I, don't, I don't know how many people actually thought it was going to happen, but Not Andy, me. it happened. I mean, it just it's like the sickest art direction of all time. And I don't know what the gameplay is going to look like. I think that's the biggest question. What is Bungie going to do to differentiate what you'd get from any other of these multiplayers? And it's going back to the conversation we already had. How are you going to build a fan base and a player base with this title? But, like, but honestly, what we were talking about with The Last of Us Factions, like, Naughty Dog has that name to bring in people. And I think Bungie, if any of these can do it, it'll be Bungie with sort of... We know their imagination. We know what they're capable of. I think this one has the best chance of all of them. Yeah, you know, with, when it comes to Bungie, it's like we have Destiny, which was Halo after Halo. Marathon was Halo before Halo. And for them to now go back to it and kind of bring it up to speed with the Destinies, like, I, I'm very interested. I wish we got gameplay here. I wish we got to actually see what this looks like in action because I'm with you, Andy. Like, art style-wise, this looks awesome. I think there's a lot incredible. there. Um, the original Marathon, I dabbled with it back in the day because it was featured in Red versus Blue. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this. Um, but I'm excited that it's back, and I did not expect to see it here. I just need a little bit more sorry to cut you off mike no don't worry i think it's going to be another extraction shooter i think greg already read a little bit about it right the positive is we know that bungie has it when it comes to first person shooter gameplay like andy said they have a very cool art style but once again another extraction shooter right can bungie break the mold and make this something different and exciting maybe it being out on consoles everywhere could be that one right on like escape from tarkov which is so popular but it's on pc like is this going to be the one? I don't know. I, I can put my faith in Bungie, but I don't want to hear Extraction Shooter again or Battle Royale if we're talking first-person shooters. Fair enough. 
Yeah, PvP-focused extraction shooter set on the mysterious planet of Tau Ceti 4. Marathon will see players inhabit the bodies of runners, cybernetic mercenaries who have been designed to survive the planet's harsh environments, exploring the lost colony that once inhabited the planet's surface. Players will engage solo or in crews of three, searching for mysterious alien artifacts, as well as valuable loot and new weapons and gear that they can add to their collection. What if we can finally get a good Brink? What if that's what this I is? I love Brink. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah. oh! Your next one will stay in the Bungie realm was, of course, Destiny 2. Uh, they were happy to pop up and tell you that Cade 6 is back. Nathan Fillion is reprising the role in Destiny 2, the final shape expansion. Uh, a pop here for you, Andy? I, I mean, I got back into Destiny in a big way. I know nothing of what's happening in the story, but I'm super sure. stoked that Nathan Fillion is back. Okay. And that's really about it for me. I'm stoked to see what this... I guess final expansion is going to be. Is this going to be the thing that leads into Destiny 3? Um, I hope to watch well, you this know, is at supposed least to... 70 hours of lore videos before. They're, they're, this is ending the saga, right? I can read from the thing for Showcase you Showcase August 22nd, they're saying, for this one. Uh, Bungie also announced that uh, Nathan's back, yada, yada, yada. The 10-year journey of Destiny's light and darkness saga is approaching its epic conclusion. And later this summer, Bungie will show off the first details of what to expect in the Destiny Showcase event on August 22nd. During the live stream showcase, Bungie developers will reveal the details for the final shape and provide a look forward into the future of Destiny 2. You think uh, there will be a light and dark Splatfest? We should get a little tie-in right there with uh, Splatoon. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll get it in Foam Stars. Mm -hmm. Maybe <laughs> Foam Stars will do it for you. Uh, your 33rd game on the list here was from Firewalk, and it was Concord uh, 2024, PC and PlayStation 5. Uh, of course, this is uh, one of the newer PlayStation first parties. Again, once again, uh, seemed to throw mud in the face of the whole statement that I was worried about Jim Ryan making, right? Which was, oh, PlayStation 5 exclusives won't also come day, day one to PC. Mm -hmm. Oh, except for the live service games that we don't actually think are exclusives. Yeah. We don't think of these as actually being PlayStation first parties. These are just PlayStation games we make for you so yeah that that is such a bummer i hope that that's not the case i really want them to push through this but i i'm i'm worried that these games aren't going to work they're not going to hit and it's going to be a big waste of time Andy was saying it earlier like this could lead to bad stuff but i also hope it doesn't get in the way of the games that we actually give a shit about 100 percent. and i don't think it will I, I i think that they know enough of i i think herman holson the squad kind of knows exactly what works single player wise but if you're going to show off that trailer near the end of this showcase. I'm sorry to everybody working at Fire Sprite. Like it, it needs Firewalk. To, Firewalk. It needs yeah. to be a bigger developer than Firewalk. Like the, if you're just going to show off a cinematic like that, we need that needs to have a bigger pop. If you're just going to show kind of a random space thing, you know, that it's just it all kind of bleeds together at this point. Yeah, I'm sorry. This game is coming out next year. And we didn't get gameplay. You know, I think for a game that is brand new that we don't know about, that's from a studio that we don't know about, that's from that's an IP that we never heard of. You want to come out and actually so, show something that is tangible, and space is the least tangible <laughs> thing that you can come out and show us. There's nothing less tangible than space. Um, and this this comes back to some of our talks on PSW, speculating on what this is gonna gonna be, right? And like, I came down on, oh, it's gonna be some space shit, and the only thing you can glean from the trailer is that, oh, okay, this is some space shit. Cool colors and synth wave. Yeah. What I, what I like is to uh, bring in a friend of the show from Twitter, Shinobi. Uh, Shinobi, of course, a storied video game tweeter. Uh, one of his tweets here after the fact was this. My biggest takeaway after the PlayStation Showcase, colon, I don't really know anything more about PlayStation's first party lineup now than I did before going into the show. Yeah. 
Somebody immediately responds, well, and this is Silver Shamrock. Uh, well, we we heard from Haven and Bungie and the Firewalk Studios game, just not excited about any of it. And Shinobi goes, did we, in all honesty, though? I wouldn't say I really learned anything from those teasers. Yep. And that's a great point. Again, I think we all expected this to be, hey, we're PlayStation, gunk, here is... You would get these teaser trailers, yes, of what other parties are doing. That's great. But then you would get the deep dive into Last of Us multiplayer. You would have more information about this. You would get a tease of Ghost 2 or something. There would be this, here's what we're really doing. And so for a PlayStation audience that has been raised, bolstered, and gathered around the single-player experience of, like, this is what PlayStation is defined by, single-player AAA... And the way they've bristled at the, hey, we have 12 live service games coming. It is a weird move to not show or mention or say single player stuff with the, I mean, there's exceptions, but really come in and be like, hell divers and the Haven multiplayer one. And now this uh, Concord it's in marathon. And it's just like, okay, these are, mm-hmm. what are all these games that now again have all been dropped and, for many people, I'm sure, are all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Wait, which one's Helldivers and which one's Concord and which, like, how, it's just, oh, this is the extraction shooter, but this is just the co-op heist thing, but the, they got the voxel heist thing that isn't exclusive, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's like, I don't like the messaging. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this I want to save till we're done with this, <laughs> the whole, like, get right. through the game so that we can then talk about, like, the future and, we're like, right what's there. next. We're yeah. right on the precipice Go. of almost being done with this segment. Mm-hmm. Mike, I know you're tired, sorry. I'm, well, I'm excited because we get to finally talk about something good. I'm going to beat your okay. ass one day. Here it comes. <laughs> Number Calm 34 down. wasn't a game, ladies and gentlemen. It was the Gran Turismo movie. Let's go. Let's go. I'm stoked with this. I, people I are hating on it so much, and like, I'm happy it's here. These things should be here. We've seen it a whole bunch of times where like Ubisoft spends so much time talking about the movies and stuff, and a lot of time they end up being horrible. We're in a new age. Mm-hmm. I'm supporting these things. I want them to be good. Didn't last too long. This trailer looked better than the last one. Can't wait for it to come on demand. Am I right, Mike? Watch it right on Let's watch it on our phone. going to the movie theater for this. Get out of town. God. 100%. Put it on Amazon Prime. We're going see together. We're going, baby. Then Jim Ryan popped up to say it was over, except for one more game. We all went, oh, no. <laughs> but before he got out, he introduced us officially to Project Q. This is one that has leaked, of course, in the past. This is the PlayStation remote play device that is an eight-inch screen shoved in the center of your DualShock. <laughs> it is just, if you imagine a DualShock split in half with a screen in the middle of it, that's this one, man. It's eight inches. You'll get more info soon. Barrett has freeze frame there. I, I swear I've made this for thumbnails before. No, you have, because we talked about this. It's funny because we talked about this on KFGD because it's leaked, and you made this for thumbnails, and we've talked about, like, oh, this is what it's going to be. As I've been saying those words, I didn't believe it. Like, I didn't think it would actually look like this. I think the one that I did had, I, I put more work into it because I used buttons from the PlayStation Move controllers. Yeah. So I did, like, a different Photoshop job. On it. I, I, I will say it's, it's going to be so easy to hate on this, and for a lot of good reasons. At the end of the day, I don't think that this tech's going to be what it needs to be to be an interesting product to anybody here for the most part. Maybe some remote I, play I, stuff. I kind of want to. I have conversations but, about it. But, yeah, but, if you want me to jump in, but you finish your point. Just my point is, like, I don't think it's going to have OLED. I don't think it's going to have a lot of the things that like I come to expect from this type of thing. Having said that, as dumb as it looks, that looks comfortable. Like I've been on this never-ending quest on the Switch to like find the right things and like just having just yo, it's a dual sense. We're not fucking around. They're not weird ass small yep. beta buttons. Yeah, it's yep. just the damn controller. Good for you guys. This looks better. Like this is That's honestly what I made. a better I made design. that thumbnail. I made that. It's thumbnail. just the backbone, right? With the it's a, the backbone, and I put the uh, uh, DualShock controllers on. What I will say about this is, I, when this got announced, I was like, okay, I remote play a lot. I rem- I remote play a lot, probably more than anybody wow. <laughs> in the office. I would think. Yeah, yeah. you do. I'm and, really impressed. And by like, it. I love remote play. I think it's a really cool tech. I recently, as you all know, 
as everyone here can, uh, I am a big PC gamer. And what I recently <laughs> did is start using my Steam Deck primarily for my remote play. Just to see, I want a little bit more real estate on the screen since right. the Steam Deck's bigger. I usually use the backbone or whatever. And what I've been amazed by to a degree is that the Steam Deck remote play works better than my iPhone remote play. And I'm mm -hmm. not a technician as to why or what's different inside of these things. But like... Sometimes I'd stutter in my in the bedroom and have to pause on my backbone or whatever, which is my Happens phone. to the best of us, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with Steam Deck, I haven't had that issue. It's been even more flawless than what I, the experience I've had before. So my thought being, if this screen is bigger than the Steam Deck, which I it mean, is, eight inches, at eight, eight inches, it's way bigger. I'm like, oh, you know what? All of a sudden, I am interested if, if what my problem here is that a dedicated device will run it better than what my phone was running it as. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's my I, problem. Is I don't think that this being a dedicated device, they didn't say shit, and I think they're of not course. saying shit mm -hmm. because it's. I think that it being dedicated, it's not going to be as good as the Steam Deck. Okay, well then I'll keep using Chirori or whatever. Chikori. Have they talked about prices at all? No, all 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 they no. said is an eight inch screen info soon. Okay, I kind of want to get one, but I'm scared it's going to be expensive. I'm scared. I'm so scared it's going to be expensive. I mean, how much how much would you be willing to pay for that? It's Sony if it's, hardware. It is Sony hardware, which <laughs> means it will be expensive. Yeah. If the, well, the rumors have been that it's only going to work for remote play like this isn't something that you can oh no okay, a hotel I, have, I do have information i do have a price for you though mm -hmm. so let me add this in this is for you timmy in addition to highlighting its robust software roadmap sie also announced project q a dedicated device launching later this year that enables you to play any compatible game installed on your ps5 console using remote play over wi-fi with a vibrant eight inch LCD screen. LCD, great, cool. Mm -hmm. That's uh, what everybody wants. Capable, Liquid crystal, man. Capable of up to 1080p resolution cool. at 60 frames per second. The device delivers crisp visuals and smooth gameplay streamed from your PS5 when you're away from your TV. All of the buttons and features of the DualSense wireless controller, including adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, are featured on the device. It's going to be too expensive. Never mind. <laughs> what do you got, Mike? Well, maybe Chat you brought up a great one. Can you speak into it like the controller? It, says all the, it says all the features. Oh, hell Again, yeah. Again, for all the workarounds I have either on Backbone or on the Steam Deck to open the PlayStation <laughs> button or Mike tap the be, Come in, come in. Hello, hello. <laughs> I, I bought this I just it. to talk to you. <laughs> uh, then the, uh, while we're here talking about Jim Ryan's things, the next thing they, they debuted were the PlayStation earbuds. This Mike. is something I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, I have been moving away from the over-the-ear headphones, and I've been on the hunt for earbuds. You see it in the lab. We all use earbuds all the time whenever we stream. Of course, I have the Beats by Dre over-the-ear little headphones. I, I'm looking for something like this. I love that PlayStation's trying it. What's the price? You want, Who knows? You want but the I PlayStation run down here? Lay it on me. PlayStation's first ever official wireless earbuds were also revealed, bringing next-generation audio immersion to <laughs> PS5 yes. as well as PC. Uh, along with connectivity to smartphones via Bluetooth, launching later this year, the earbuds will feature new wireless technology developed by SIE and will deliver lossless audio with low latency for a high-quality audio experience. Additional details about both accessories will be announced in the coming months. We're in an unfortunate place right now where, like, when, when it comes to PlayStation and Xbox and all the different sounds, PlayStation having Tempest, Xbox having Dolby, the fact that it's not standardized means everything in the 3D space is, like, always going to be not as good as it should be because it's proprietary, especially on the PlayStation side. And unfortunately, the PlayStation's own peripherals have been the best at that 3D sound and all that. So I imagine that these are going to be the best... Sony or the best earbuds to play PlayStation games on to get the 3D experience. Oh, yeah. We're talking so many if this thens and buts there where I'm like, just let the high quality stuff work the way it's supposed to. You guys do not make the best tech when it comes to audiophile stuff. So 
allow it to go spread its wings a little bit and allow other things to, to treat it better. But well, I mean, I've been buying the same extra base head headbuds for the last 15 years. Okay, then. Eardbud. <laughs> <laughs> Headbud. <laughs> well, I mean, use this with bud. my phone via Bluetooth? Can I listen to Spotify yeah, with Yeah, bud? you should be able to. Okay, I want them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. And your final announcement. 37, by my count. I'm an announcement 37, Spider-Man 2. Of course, we open with the cool Craven in the jungle thing. We think, that's Craven. He looks weird. No, motherfucker. That was a guy trying to replace Craven. Craven fucks him up. Yeah. But he needs to hunt better people. So he goes to New York to hunt a bunch of people where we meet Symbiote, Spidey, and Pete when he jumps out of the basement. They're, ch- they're going after Lizard. Miles is there. How are they going to switch, you might ask, like we asked before? You beat up something, you climb on a car, and you go, oh, man, switch to Miles. And you switch to Miles in a story-driven narrative thing as we went back and forth. And then you switch to Trevor, and he's over there like, you know i can't wait for all the edits i'm yeah. sure there's already somebody's hard at work right now on the edit to jump you to trevor uh, i want to start with this one for your reaction with blessing blessing we've talked a lot about spider-man 2 mm-hmm. w- insomniac always being in that 85 to 90 range being a great dev but maybe not an amazing dev we wanted this to blow us away did this blow this you blow you away this did blow me away for me this made the argument of this is what is pushing things forward from the Spider-Man games that you've gotten already from from Insomniac. Starting off with Peter as Venom in the in the yeah. symbiote suit, doing all showing off his different moveset, showing off a different personality for him. I think it was awesome. At some points, was cheesy in the cutscenes, but like I'll give it that that's gonna. What happen. when he's getting angry or whatever? when he's getting angry and his like Miles is like, oh man, he's not he's not like he's this. Never like this. <laughs> a little corny, but I'll take it. That's what Spider-Man is, and so yeah, I'm down for that energy. Uh, the gameplay as Venom, I think, looks really fun, looks really cool, looks really different. For me, what stood out though were the moments in which they were able to show off. This is a PS5 game. Like this is what is a step forward from what you got with Spider-Man 2018 and Miles Morales in terms of those being both PS4 and then also cross-gen when you're talking about Miles and the remaster. This in those lighting moments looks like a PS5 game. Looks really cool. The um the lighting reflections we got when he was when they were swinging over water looked gorgeous and I'm all about this. And also god, the wingsuit as Miles Very looks cool. really cool. I can't wait to actually like Even have right there, that out in gameplay. Trees. Everything looks fantastic in this game, and we talked about on our predictions before about this needs to be the trailer that makes us go, oh, snap, this is this is giving me what I got from Tears of the Kingdom's like final trailer, when, where it is, you thought this was going to be more of what you loved. Here is the step up. This looks like a step up. This made me excited moment to moment watching this trailer. And so, I adore yeah, right I think they did it. how much they had him flying. Yeah. It's like, nobody will give you a Superman game. Fine. A fucking Spider-Man game. <laughs> Superman game. Uh, Tim, I saw you nodding a lot there. I would say you are the biggest Spider-Man fan in the office. What do you think? I yeah, I mean, I can't wait for this game. I disagree that this doesn't look like it's taking it up a notch in the sense of like the, the God of War, Ragnarok, Tears of the Kingdom. Like, holy shit, Last of Us 2, they're doing it. This could be a 10. Um, and I think a lot of those reasons are, I agree with you, some of the dialogue feels a little, a little stilted and corny. For Again, sure. that's Spider-Man. Though. Spider-Man. Like, I'm not mad. I don't, I don't expect a 10 from this. I'm, I'm expecting another 9 for one of my favorite games of all time. And some of the things I was hoping for most, they did deliver on. Uh, even more styles of traversal. The wingsuit, I think, looks incredible. Um, and varied locations. I like that they're hinting at a lot more indoor, like interiors, like even in the, the neighborhood of, of Queens, like seeing the houses, I imagine we'll be able to go into Getting some more of those. Um, Island of Manhattan, right? And that that as well. Um, just like different looking things. And uh, as funny as it is, all the cranes in the water, that big set piece. Like, um, I feel like Spider-Man so far, like the set pieces have been okay. Like there's some that are better than others. Um, I think the final boss fight in the first one was was really cool, um, but I I would want more of them. Seems kind of cool here. 
big reliance on quick time events. That is Spider-Man. I think that's I kind of expected. Um, but yeah, I especially am especially for those big moments. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's all I'm saying is like I, this looks like it's going to deliver more of what I want. But um, I think the the thing that I'm most interested in is the UI. I really liked the camera shake going on there, and I liked what it looked like. There was the L1 and R1 kind of circles at the the bottom of the screen, and it seems like you'd be able to hit them to have two different types of ability wheels, which. I'm really excited about because I love the abilities in both 2018 and Miles Morales, being able to switch back and forth between the two of them in this with the added Venom uh, powers as well. I mean, come on, man. I'm going to play this game for 100 hours. Yeah, I am more in your camp, Tim, that this looks awesome. This looks incredible. I didn't look at this and go, oh, my God, it's not unrecognizable because that was never going to happen. But the, like I kept talking about, if they started with this, it was going to be like, hey, we want to come out and make a big statement and make a big push. This is what I expected and what I want. I want more Spider-Man. I want more of what Insomniac does so well. I thought it looked really cool. Uh, I do want to jump into some of the stuff they've said and, I'll, of course, get Andy and Mike involved here, right? But over on the PlayStation blog, they are talking, of course, about a whole bunch of different stuff, including the suit. Beyond serving looks, our symbiote-bound hero has some new tricks up his sleeve. We're no stranger to Spider-Man knocking heads, but never like this. He's much more aggressive, and punches certainly aren't being pulled. Symbiote ten tendrils aggrandize Spider-Man's silhouette, slamming foes against hard surface, dealing no mercy to Craven's hunters. My advice, this is a person on the PlayStation blog, get cozy with the L1 button because you're going to love it, which, of course, if you went back to the thing is where you're using the powers. Uh, the super popular suit can strike fear into almost anyone it comes face to face with, but Craven isn't just anyone, and his highly trained hunters aren't afraid of a brawl. Fret not, new combat abilities can neutralize your new headstrong opponents with a little finesse. Strike back with aggressive parries to gain the upper hand or cast a web to shut down enemies uh, between a hard place and a harder place. Uh, obviously what you'd expect, but our animators put the work in to deliver a much more impulsive Peter Parker, fitting the symbiote bondage to the person without sacrificing his, his combative finesse. New Got takedowns, it. humble even the most rugged enemies, and new combat um, animations push Spider-Man's limits. Amazing. A little bit too long, I would say, of a presentation. Really? Yeah, it was 13 uh, minutes uh, in, in total. I yeah, wanted more, personally. By. I, I think it definitely uh, dragged on a little bit for me. Like, not that I thought any of it looked less cool than the next thing, but I would have preferred, like, a hey, here's you can watch the full version on YouTube or whatever. But it mm -hmm. kind of end around this area. Um, I, I, as somebody watching 20 feet away on a big screen that's, like, streamed through YouTube the visual differences are very, very obvious and evident to me. Um, the fact that this is not going to be held back by old hardware, um, the just those interior shots of him sort of sneaking through that warehouse looks awesome as hell to me. And yeah, don't think I didn't see that parry in the beginning of the game because it looked <laughs> like an unavoidable attack, but maybe Venom Spidey doesn't give a mm. shit about unavoidable attacks. I, I could have sworn it was red coming at him. And then he did a kind of Sick, a shield yeah. burst sort of uh, uh, thing. Looks awesome as hell. Um, I'm very, very excited for this. And yeah, I agree. This is like, what is it you always say? This is a nine that I'm going to love like a 10 sort of, yeah. sort of game. As long we'll as... We use our scale, so we just say it's a three. You're right, you're right, like you're five. right. Uh, <laughs> we always talk about the, the lessons learned. And I know that Insomniac is going to do their best to make the non-important story missions feel good and fun and involved instead of just... What kind of got a little bit old for me with the Spider-Man, uh, with the first Spider-Man game, even though I love the game overall, you know, it did get a little tedious and, and odd in some moments. Um, no, sne no sneaking missions, please, and we'll be good to go. This guy said it well. I mean, the game looks good. 
This was a ton of fun. I do agree with Andy. I think it went a little long. It felt like we were playing the whole entire mission, <laughs> and I was worried of like, oh, we're just going to do this. But you know what? You can't get enough Spider-Man. Both of them look great. I'm very excited. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your PlayStation Showcase. We said we'd start by going through every game, and we did. Tim? Yeah. Where do you want to take us from here? I want to take us to the unanswered questions, right? Like, we, we can look at this and, and grade it however you want about what's there, but I think the conversation we're really having is what wasn't there, which was pretty much most things that we were expecting. So that means those questions will be answered somewhere else. Where? I'm looking back, and uh, it is interesting to note, there were two PlayStation showcases in 2020. Granted, that was the year leading into the PS5, but we keep saying this is the year leading into Phase 2 of the PS5. So there was still a chance uh, in 2020, there was June and then September. Do we get another one this year or no? Is this just where they're at now? They're going to wait till they get through Spider-Man. Maybe we do get more at Summer Games Fest from PlayStation than I expected. Uh, I, at this point, am not really thinking that's the case, but I wouldn't be surprised if Last of Us Faction's there uh, based on the relationship with Keeley and stuff, but I am surprised it wasn't here, even if it is there as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that the biggest thing for me is the... Cool. Uh, waiting for the dominoes on PlayStation side at this point, which is uh, a weird place to be. And do they save factions for Last of Us Day? September 26th, of course, is Outbreak Day. So that will be when Naughty Dog does usually celebrate and do something. Obviously, in the past few years, it's been a bit more quiet. And you could say, well, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. But it would have made a lot of sense, obviously, to talk about Last of Us Part 1 or Last of Us HBO show in a the way they did Summer Game Fest then, right? So it is a weird one. Like, that is the biggest question mark that I am shocked wasn't there. Uh, of course... Your PlayStation, you are winning in terms of the Xbox race, right? In terms of, you know, mindshare for first party stuff like that. You can wait and do whatever you want. Last of Us is going to be a headline whenever you want it to be a headline. You know, this was a yep. great lead in to show Spider-Man 2, which is coming this fall in some fact uh, or facet, I should say. Uh, you know, Last of Us, we don't expect this year, right? I, they have said they talk more about it this year. So you expect that. I guess you could turn and look at Summer Game Fest and say, yeah, that's where it'll be. But I don't even want to hope i feel like if that was the case even jeff would be a little bit more bullish as we've talked about on games daily right his thing of like i think you know two or three of the things here have a chance to be big for some people or the audience and maybe he's downplaying it to then catch you off guard but i have such a different read on that line like i don't think you said it in that vibe but i think he's like there are three things that he's stoked on but i don't think it's last of us i think if it was then it'd be even more of a build up yeah i expect it um still coming this year and you know that was what neil said last year at summer game the news Fest. or the game the news the okay. news yeah i don't think the game's i think you're getting news yeah before december 31st yeah. 2023 we will know the title of this better. game and some information i would be so surprised if somehow that slipped into the next uh, into next year i think the question is where and yeah i think we do turn you our mean eyes. release or announcement announcement, announcement. Okay. yeah i think our eyes then turn to summer game fest um the fact that you were there last year and that is where you said next year right i think that might imply a little bit of we'll be here at the next summer game fest that's me putting way too many words in his mouth but again where else could it be a game awards could it be an outbreak day i don't think it would be an outbreak day because outbreak day usually doesn't have anything of that level in the old days it used to have big stuff what i can't name anything yeah, I'll yeah say, I what is, let me look what it up, I'll look it up for maybe you. you're thinking n7 day <laughs> did it, did yeah, it that? Day. Remember when, Do remember any of these days ever have enough? Because I feel like all these days never have shit. Here's a sticker. Here's an Ellie sticker. That you I think in the seven days showed off Andromeda back in the day. And look how that turned out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> that was the reason, sole reason why. But yeah, I, 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 I hope Summer Game Fest, but I'm not gonna be. At, I don't think I'm gonna be at our next predictions talking about it because I can't. I can't do this build up anymore. I'm weak now. <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs>
<laughs> I need nourishment. <laughs> I need food. I mean, like, god damn. The way we started off so confident, Tim, of getting all these super chats from our amazing uh, fans out there watching and community watching and so many questions about Housemark and Sucker Punch and Blue Point and of Fucking course... Fucking Blue Point! Yeah, like we just... It just felt like such a given that we were going to get at least 60% of these big first-party studios saying something. 60 to 70%. This is our big day to show up and show out. And I'm ju- I, just, I just can't believe what, what we saw. It was very, very disappointing. We did get some of the things people predicted. There was hardware. Like, again, it was weird because there were so many things predicted where it's like, it, I could see it. I could not. I could. But I'm just I'm surprised at the amount of the big ones that aren't there that, again, it's imminent. Like, they, at some point, we need to know what Sucker Punch is working on next, what Sony Bend is working on next, what Blue, uh, 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 Blue Point's working on next. Like, literally, like, I can probably name 10 different things that were like, we know they're coming. When? Where? Where? Team Asobi? Like, yeah. uh, there's just so many unanswered questions. <laughs> Uh, I did go through, yeah, nothing ever happens. On a <laughs> <laughs> you get a theme, you get a new t-shirt to buy, a Mondo yeah, poster, yeah. a sticker for the best everybody. I, I probably was thinking of N7 Day. <laughs> mixed them up in my head. Yeah. You know, the word of the day, I think, is disappointment. Yeah. Which yeah. I did not see coming. No. I thought this was a, no way you missed this. No way. You can, no way. My, my biggest disappointment is this tarnishing the showcase brand. Like, I, yeah. I hate when this happened to Nintendo, when Nintendo Directs meant something, and then they had a bazillion, well, it's this, and it's this, and it's a mini direct, it's a, this showcase, a partner, whatever the hell, and now it's like, you never fucking know with Nintendo. It's like, you could get the best thing ever, or the worst <laughs> thing ever, and it's just like, there's no consistency. I liked with PlayStation, at least there was some understanding of, State of Plays might have that one yeah. big thing that's like, a big third-party thing that's really exciting, with a bunch of other stuff. Showcases meant something, and now this, this would have been one of the best State of Plays of all time. Like, I, And that's why I still stand by my three out of five on this in the sense that compare what was here as a showcase to pretty much any other games press conference or showcase or whatever and i think it's a three there's good games yeah. there's spider there's great games there's like really exciting stuff big announcements even if they leaked like metal gear solid but as a playstation showcase was I, I definitely like leaned like closer to the two arguably arguably a one for the context of the place and time that this thing came out and what this means for how we're going to go into future showcases and Guess what? Like, this is all marketing. They just made a commercial that we just spent an hour and 10 minutes talking or watching, and then an hour and 10 minutes talking about after and seeing a chat drop a bunch of numbers that aren't looking positive. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not a good thing for Sony, right? It's just not. Like, you don't want the conversation to be sour. You want the conversation to be pure hype, pure 10 out of 10. People walking away like, Sony knows how to do a damn showcase, and people yeah. aren't doing that. Yeah, I, that's what, that's where I'm um, with you in terms of the PlayStation Showcase and what this does to it. Because I've always had that impression of State of Play. I'm I I refuse now to get super excited for a, a State of Play. Last year's State of Play that we got was a surprise. This year's PlayStation Showcase, based on precedent, and you know, there's people in chat, and I'm sure in the comments being like, "Why did you hype yourself so, uh, up so much for this?" It's the fact that we've gotten incredible PlayStation Showcase uh, showcases ever since they've started this brand, this form of PlayStation Showcase. It's been dope year after year, every single time. This is the worst PlayStation showcase. I would even go as far as to say last year's state of play, either on par or maybe even better than this PlayStation showcase. I would have to go back at the run of show and actually relook at it. But this one, I would say is still, I'd stick to the okay thing because if this was any other company, we'd be like, oh, that's fine. 
that was cool. We got 10 minutes of Spider-Man 2, yeah. and he was Venom, right? We got this game, uh, Phantom Blade Zero, and that choreography looked insane. We got a new game from Haven. We got Hell, da- Hell Divers 2. We got a lot of. We got pl- another trailer for Plucky Squire. We got a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> game, a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. That's where I'm at in terms of the content here. Overall, okay, but my disappointment is mass- massive for what mm-hmm. this is as a PlayStation showcase. So, and so I agree 100% with you there. That's my thing is I think, you know, my two out of five is about the fact that it was a PlayStation showcase and what was expected out of that versus a state of play. Because, yeah, this could have been an amazing state of play. Awesome. Cool. Come on and deliver all this stuff and go crazy with it. But they didn't. Uh, I just put an assets, a tweet I like to throw up. I know we're closing up here real quick. But Jeff Keighley out there asking the real questions, responding directly to the Metal (laughs) Gear Twitter thread. Who is the development team? (laughs) I just want to throw out real quick, Ted. I feel like um, a lot many years go by and we are you know disappointed by what xbox is doing and showing off and uh, there there are promises being made and then eventually those promises aren't really kept and you kind of like run into this state of like disappointment from what's happening on the xbox side and i'm used to like every year playstation show giving us a showcase and us going that's how you fucking do it man yeah and like this was just not the year for that like i thought this was going to be the year of uh all of the sort of Third part or third person big first party titles that you expect to see. I thought this was going to be another one of those that we're used to from Sony, and it just to- it's totally missed. Mike, yeah, I mean, it was just surprising that we were coming into a big summer showcase, especially off of a long time away from one, right? Yeah. With PlayStation, thinking, man, they got the games. They're in first place for a reason. They have these flagship titles. I'm here. My ass is in the seat to see those titles, and it's not. It's a lot of new IP, which is understandable. Clearly, when you look at the time frames, not all of them are just like, hey, we're ready to rock and roll. There's clearly some time that needs to be had. But you thought for sure, hey, give me some sort of CGI trailer. 90% of this was CGI trailers anyways. Give me a flashy sign. Give me a title. Give me a name. Show me Uncharted. Let me go wild, right? But it was very interesting that you come out of this going, eh, that was pretty lukewarm and lackluster. Out of this team. You being the Xbox guy, right? Heading to Xcast, leading into the Xbox showcase mm-hmm. happening in just a few short weeks. Do you think that it is going to be better than this? Think it will be better than this? Oh, they can't miss, man. Yeah, that that's <laughs> this is your time. This is your fucking thing. time, like, bro. Can it be better than this? Yes, because this wasn't good, right? Like this was not great. This wasn't good. This was fine to below average, depending on which person you ask, right? They had three games. A lot of those games were third party that we're going to see on Xbox or we're just going to see it come down the line to the console, right? So can they make a better showcase this year? Heck yeah, right? If I was filling the team, I'd be like, oh man, they just left the door open. What do we got? We have two and a half weeks to do something better. Can I slide something in? Hey, Avowed, you give me a CGI trailer. Hey, Fable, I don't care what you got. (laughs) You're giving me 13 seconds of some jabroni running down the English hillside. Like, yeah, heck yeah, they can make a better showcase than that. Will they? They have not proven to me that they will. You know what I mean? Will they? Absolutely I mean, not. This, like, again, this is this is the fucking year to do it, man. If it's not going to be this year, it will never happen. Like, period. Yeah, we've never seen a, a week showcase from Sony like this. It's been so long since they've, like, haven't blown me away every goddamn year. And if Xbox doesn't do it this year, oh, my God. I'm rooting for them so hard, dude. Please pop off with gigantic big awesome gameplay and cinematic trailers and show that like hey we're down but we're not out you know 
another one. I know we always pit the two against each other, right? But, like, we are having a fantastic year of video games. We are riding a high. Zelda, Star Wars, Hogwarts is out there. Dead Space, Resident Evil. We got more games on the way with Diablo and even more that we can't even handle. This is the year of video games. Sony just missed. If Xbox and Summer Game Fest miss as well, it's going to be like, man, that sucked. Because we are riding such a high. Let's get this high going, video game developers. If we're doing a summer showcase, if you killed E3, at least bring it on your own home turf and have some fun. Let's make some dope marketing montages. Why are we missing that? It's about selling me, the consumer, on your products. Sell me. Get me gassed up to give you my money. And, Sony, you didn't gas me up to take any of my money. And I think that's, you know... To put a pin in it and end it, even though our coverage of Summer Game Fest and all the other showcases will continue throughout the many days and weeks that come, years too, if you support us. Uh, it's that idea, right, that it just, what? You know what I mean? Like, why, why, like this was an unforced error. We have seen EA say, we're not doing an EA play. We weren't ready for this. We've seen other... Huh? We've seen PlayStation. Exactly, yeah, yeah. In the past, do it. This could have been a thing where we're, we're watching this and we're going, well, this is... Doesn't match your vibe or whatever. Cut this down into a PlayStation showcase. Make it thirty minutes and State then, of play. State of play. Thank you so much. And make it have a different set of expectations. It just they didn't they set the PlayStation showcase up until now had a set of expectations. This one did not meet it, and that's heartbreaker. I mean, if they just said, "Hey, it's a state of play. We're showing off Spider-Man Two gameplay and a couple fun surprises, yep. and Metal Gear Solid's there," it's like, "Oh my God, we're losing our minds." Yeah, all just perspective and and, yeah. and marketing of. Marketing of marketing, and it, but that's what we do here, and they know that. They know, yeah. and so it is a miss. <laughs> Who is development team? Who are you? Who are they? Whoever <laughs> they are, like when they come out and they're like, hey, we're Greg Miller's 69s or whatever, like, you should come <laughs> you out. You do not like, have my permission we, to use we've that as your development team. our Twitter center. name. We've changed our name to development team. Like, just go with that. That's funny. That's because that's not honestly. Washington football team. We don't I'm even starting to what name, which is that now. <laughs> I'm starting to create this theory that they're literally named development team because it's actually pretty ridiculous the lengths they're going to to not yeah, say their actual like name. Like creative business unit three yeah. or whatever. I think like, it might I, be Konami development team. The abandoned team. Oh my god! <laughs> it's finally happening. Long con because they sign off as not the development yeah. team. They development sign off as team. Development team with caps like D and T is cap is like like it's a proper noun. Mm -hmm. Well, they also spelled installment wrong, so maybe it was just like yeah. a translation error. <laughs> Can we make some development well, team T-shirts before they, they they put them out there? Let's, let's buy the IP. Fun. Let's buy the. the I'm like domain. I'm gonna step away from Kojima conspiracy theory with this. Where <laughs> Kojima is actually involved, and Delta is actually them Final Fantasy VII remaking the. <laughs> The Metal Gear Solid space. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that would be incredible. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, it looks like Jeff's like fighting for Kano uh, Kojima, but he's actually on the inside, and it's Kojima Productions, and he's setting, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I, I will say, like, just to, to have positivity to this, it's like, we're shitting on the showcase for good reason of it a showcase. But then you look at the year of PlayStation games. Like, we're about to get Final Fantasy 16. We're getting Spider-Man 2. There are a bunch of other things. Like, Blade. It's it's about to be wild. Like, the, the games getting, that we're getting here. <laughs> I hope so, man. I don't know what's good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, up. what did you think of the PlayStation showcase? Of course, you can let us know in the comments on this here YouTube video. Uh, you could, of course, have been watching live. Because, of course, Kind of Funny is live each and every day on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games with Kind of Funny Games daily every morning, followed by Andy, Mike, and Nick streaming some jabroni shenanigans after the fact. If you like this and this was your first episode of PSI Love You XOXO, make sure you like, subscribe, share, follow the podcast, leave a review, and do all that business. Of course, PSI Love You XOXO comes to you each and every week, nerding out about all things PlayStation. We 
have quite the summer in front of us. Summer mm -hmm. Game Fest is upon us. We are happening. It is happening. We will be reacting to all the conferences. We will be, you know, making more predictions. We will be going to LA to play mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different stuff at Summer Game Fest play days. So all of us will be there making content, hanging out. So you don't want to miss any of that. So make sure you like, subscribe, share. And until next time, no. It's been our pleasure. To you know where you're going. Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest to pre-order all the new games coming out. Yes. Thank I, you. I didn't know we needed to say that as well. <laughs> <laughs>